wings, listen up. Today's run is vitally important to our cause. Set your frequencies to Dice Time, a Star Wars Legion podcast and part of the Legion Academy Collective. Your lead wing captain today will be Ben Gedron, and your support ship leader will be Paul Watson. Let's show them what we're made of, Rebels. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dice Time. I'm Ben Jetron. I'm Paul Watson. And I'm Trista Walker. And we are coming back to deliver to you, once again, an epic Gen Con level of greatness. I don't know. I got too excited. I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, you need to calm down there. I'm just so pumped. I love talking about Gen Con. I love going to Gen Con. Everyone loves Gen Con. So we got another episode for you just covering all of the events and craziness that we did in 2022. Um, if you haven't gone back and listened to our first Gen Con episode the, the, that we did a roundtable like this one, 2021, definitely go back and check that out. Um, if you're just here for Legion content, there is Legion content, and we will lead with it. So that if you don't want to listen to all the other crazy stories that happen over the course of our weekend, that you don't have to. But... From what I can tell, as the last Gen Con episode was one of our most popular ones, uh, I would say stick around. It's uh, probably going to be a good one. Paul, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome. Just, uh, you know, still feel like I'm recovering from Gen Con, even though it's been a little bit. <laughs> well, you say that, and here we all three are in the med bay of our ship, recovering from Gen Con. Literally recovering. Literally recovering. <laughs> uh for the little rest and the uh, high stress and that we put on our bodies during a convention. Absolutely. At least one as, as big as Gen Con. And Trista, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm great. Just excited to be talking about Gen Con again. So am I. So we're going to do things slightly differently this year. Cause I think last year we kind of jumped around a little bit, just depending on like where we cut, where the conversation went, where we were kind of talking. Um, but this year I think we're just going to cut that out and just go kind of chronologically through the days. So we will go, we'll start with Thursday and, and all the Legion stuff we have to talk about happened on Thursday anyway. So that works out for that. And then we'll kind of progress into stories of Gen Con that go throughout the week. And I think we all have some some good stories to tell, so uh, stick around. Paul, did you uh, get to see the uh, Legion tables and everything this year? The the events that they had either Thursday, Friday, or Sunday. Yeah, I um I came by. Gosh, you don't even remember. It hasn't been that long. I came by. Uh, I think after I've been round. My head, man. <laughs> I think I came by after round two um, on Thursday and. Uh, caught up with some some legion people that i i know and have met at previous events and things and uh spent some time looking at the tables there were some really nice looking tables i was really uh really pretty impressed with the the tables and the different variety of you know landscapes that were out there and they were all like really good quality and really good um play surfaces it looked like you know what i mean mm-hmm. like layouts and all of that um not a whole lot of um issues for like any specific lists or anything when i was just obviously perusing the tables pretty quickly so right. yeah no it was it was nice looking yeah i should take this opportunity if you're uh 
listening to us on YouTube, then you'll notice that there will probably be some pictures coming up right now. Um, uh, and because in an audio podcast, you can't get pictures, but thanks to the terrain studio, we are now back on YouTube officially, which is something I should have led a little earlier with maybe, but, uh, it's coming up now. So YouTube, uh, we are going to be back on the YouTube platform now. We already are. Hooray. Yay. Yay. Um, on the terrain studio channel. So our first several episodes are available on the old Legion Academy channel and the back half of the podcast now, the newest half, uh, including, I think, the last Gen Con episode, as far back as that, are on the Train Studio channel now. So you can check us out there. If you don't have a real preference as to where you listen to us necessarily, like if you want to enhance your experience by seeing the pictures that go along with this, the YouTube version of this episode will have pictures put up appropriately when uh, when is appropriate for our stories. And I'm just going to say hi to myself in the future in the editing room. And uh, I'm sorry, because I know you're tired and you don't want to have to do that, but you're doing it. <laughs> so, yeah, as you were saying, kind of like the tables and everything, the tables, from what I could tell, were all really good. Um, I took a lot of pictures of some of my favorite ones that I saw. Uh, there were there was a, like a Geonosis one. There was a Scarif one. Naboo. Lots of Tatooine. Lots of Tatooine slash Jakku. Um, no shortage of sand there. That fits with the theme. If we need sure. more. We need more crate. That would have fit with the theme. Well, I see <laughs> what you mean. Yeah, Star Wars just in general. <laughs> Can't get away from Tatooine. <laughs> I was going to say, we need more crate if we wanted to stay in theme with this, because there was salt. Sweat. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty sweaty when I stopped by. Yeah. Thursday was the sweaty day. Once we all saw the roster, everyone was like, well, here we go. And I, I was, feel uh, like... One... Say what? I was going to say, I feel like there that might be a theme of our entire like show here is sweat. <laughs> and, sweat and, and salt. And salt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's not... That's not casual or light or fun. That's what we're supposed to be. <laughs> so I even I even brought casual fun to this sweaty day. Um, I my list that I brought with me today was not ladies' night. So everyone who knows that um that's what I normally play is now shocked. I am still shocked, and I've known about it for a while now. <laughs> um, and I'm. I have to give credit to Canadian Bear from the uh, Discord for the name of this list that I brought, but I brought Rose Before Heroes, The Empire, Agent Callus, Cad Bane, and Boba Fett was the main theme that I was going for. So I just, I wanted to play some Double Bounty. And I was, the last couple events that I had been with, or the last competitive events that I've taken part in with Ladies Night, uh, it just, hasn't competitively stood up the way it used to. They're just not sweaty enough for you. <laughs> no, I just, I, I don't know that I can, and it wasn't a competitive list before when I, when I, when I played it, when I won the world's invite even. Um, it was not a competitive list then, but it had answers baked into it that could answer a lot of the stuff that was prevalent then. I think if I really wanted to apply point shifts and everything and unit shifts around that maybe I could make it more competitive for the modern meta. 
but Shadow Collective had just come out, and I've only been to one event with Shadow Collective in it, and I knew that was going to be super prevalent there, and I'm like, there's not really time for me to re-bake this list and then have uh, enough reps with it to really get it down pat for dealing with Shadow Collective. So I did the next best thing, and I just completely scrapped it and uh, went with a new list that I'd played one time. <laughs> As you do. Right. When you want to get your stuff down pat, you just go, nah, just give me something totally fresh and new. But, you know, Boba Fett and Cad Bane and Bosk all just got reworked, so, I mean, that's new stuff. I didn't have near the amount to run a Shadow Collective list. That was not happening. Uh... That stuff needs to be like, and there was a lot of like unpainted uh, Shadow Collective stuff that I've seen at events recently because everyone's just getting it painted or uh, getting it assembled rather and getting it to the table and uh, doing what we call striking while the iron is hot, <laughs> making it to where you're playing unknown new stuff, which is good for you, and it hasn't been deep dived enough and played enough to really get a feel for how to stop it. So there are people that will do really well with brand new stuff because uh, people oh, don't they, know. They, they just don't know it as well. Right. They don't know how to respond to it yet. So lots of Shadow Collective out in the uh, competitive scene right now. And not as many Battle Forces. Paul, you and I talked about Battle Forces in the last episode. Yeah. Um, and we've, like, deep dive each of those lists and stuff. And I really don't see that many. What I will see is uh, the Empire. The Empire. We did say that that was probably the best one, the Blizzard Force. Um, that's pretty much all I've seen as far as Battle Forces go. I haven't seen anyone really taking it competitively. I've heard people talking about it, like they're going to do it competitively, but nobody's really done it, not that I've seen. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I am just curious if... Like, again, like this event, people were thinking being a little more competitive with it, didn't want to maybe people aren't uh, ready to branch out into the more fluffy things yet. Yeah, I don't know. Although I think, um, if I'm remembering correctly, there was, um, I mean, I'll talk about running into him, but I'm pretty sure uh, Ryan Slowoski was there on Thursday, and I'm pretty he sure was. he was, I'm pretty sure he was running Echo-based Defenders. He might have been. I did not play him, so I don't recall. I think he had triple tons and an FD turret, if I'm remembering correctly. That might, I think you might be right. And I think triple vets in there. And I know he didn't finish top four or anything, so that's probably why I haven't... I know my lists, or I know the lists that I played against, rather, and I know, like, a couple of the top four lists, and that's really all. I didn't really uh, spend the time learning everyone's list from that day. <laughs> Although yeah. I did meet and greet Ryan for a brief moment, so Ryan, if you're listening, hello, good to see you. Um, we we traded promos, you know, as you do. I got a cool I got a cool standing orders and a uh, sticker from him, I think, which I think I have on my binder now. I don't have the binder near me, so I don't know. But anyway, uh, so Bros Before Heroes, if you'd like to make that at home, is Agent Callus. Uh, Underworld Connections, Tenacity, and his Bow Staff Rifle. Uh, Boba Fett, only with Hunter. Cad Bane, with Situational Awareness, Up Close and Personal, Comms Relay, and Ascension Cables. 
Uh, unit of snow troopers with Gideon Hask, comms technician, and HQ uplink. Unit of storms with T-21. Unit of shores with the T-21B. A naked mortar. An E-web with an overcharged generator. And two sniper strike teams. All in all, 10 activations, 796 points. So I played around with trying to figure out how the list was going to work best. Uh, Lots of theory. Only one game. And in the one game, I made one change to make it end up like this. And I think it was just switching Cad Bane from one of the training ones that he had before to up close. Because I think before I had him with offensive push. And then I changed it. Because I was talking, because Paul and I talked about a little bit of theory crafting for it, because I was just like, I need a list, and I can't do, I'm not going to do Lady State, but I want to do a different list, and um, and Paul helped make some of that as well, so credit to Paul as well, yay. Thanks. You helped me do uh, as well as I did. Which was <laughs> not the worst. This is true. I did not come in last or bottom three even. So, Start of my day. I go and meet everybody. Everybody's happy. Everyone's in a good mood, even though we have all the sweat that we're going to be dealing with. But we're all in high spirits. And first round pairings come out. Well, first off, I look at the prizes. The prizes are very cool. They have very cool cards and stuff available. Um, and I'm like, okay, great. We get ready. I'm there. On, I'm there like 20 to 30 minutes early. Everyone's there like 20 minutes early at least, and we're all set to go. And then 10 minutes after the round was supposed to start passes and nobody knows what's going on. And then the AMG guys come forward and they're just like, so we're having technical difficulties. So we're going to start an hour late. And we're like, awesome. <laughs> so I guess like computers or something weren't working for the pairings or something, or they couldn't get connected. I don't know what it was, but uh, we started an hour late. Um, which was not ideal for me because I had you and I had an event that was planned literally as Legion was ending, mm-hmm. and it was thankfully not very far in the same exhibit hall. I could it was I could literally see it um, from where we were. So I was like, okay, cool. We won't have to go very far when this event's over, which it may end late now. So I was like, okay, uh, got everything ready to get my first round going. Pairings finally come up, and I'm playing my good buddy, Brian Bear. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to have a rematch. We haven't played since 2020 when I uh, fluke beat him and got my world invite. And he was ready to get revenge. (laughs) I mean, in no mean way or anything like that, but he uh, he, he he was ready to lay some smackdown back. That uh, I deserved. So he brought Shadow Collective. He brought Maul and two AA5s. Uh, there was more than that, but that's uh, what I'm going with off the top of my head. Is what I. That's the gist of it. Um, there was some Pikes, a Capo, you know, Capos and uh, generics in there. There was two Black Sun units that were fully kitted, Vigos, Grenadiers, the whole nine yards. And the idea was that he would put those Black Sun in the AA5s, drive the AA5s to where he wanted to just control-alt-delete a unit, and then hop them out of the bus at full strength with an, with an aim or two, 
because the Zaya fives were also kit, uh, kitted out to have the to have these uh, the the aim guys in them, the aim pilots or crew, and they would hop out with two or three aims and uh, delete your unit in heavy cover, and that was the end of it. And you had little to, I think he, I don't remember the exact math now, but he's like, the attack averages like 10 to 11 saves, Aww. which, yeah, no, it's bad. <laughs> uh, it was, it was no good. He one shot both, well, I think he two shot Boba, but he one shot Boba and he one shot Cad. And so uh, it did not work out very well for me. Um, not, I, I've already spoiled the ending now, obviously, but the battle we played was key positions, advanced positions, and clear conditions. And we were on a hot looking table. So some pictures of that should be coming up now if they are not already. And, you know, we deployed, uh, pretty, pretty standardly. Uh, Maul was like riding on top of one of the AA5s because he put Maul in one of them, which was fun. Um, I got Cad Bane up onto some elevated cover, and then I got him up again on a bridge just because it was so cool. And I thought, oh, that's the safe, uh, heavy cover way that I could get across. Uh, I did not think that far ahead because once I got to the other side, I realized, oh, I went from height one to height two to get up here, but I need to go from height two to height zero to get down. And I didn't have that, on, or I didn't have a height one thing to jump to on that side. So I was like, oh, well, jump one doesn't do me much good. <laughs> so I was uh, stuck up there, I think, unless unless I'm wrong with my rules and jump doesn't work the way I thought it did. But yeah, so I was like, I, I, I'm kind of stuck up here. But it's okay, because like the turn after I discovered that, he just control all deleted him anyway. So he was dead. Maul and uh, Callus had a fun little tussle that didn't really matter because Maul made... Okay, Maul made 100% of his saves. Maul made straight all saves. I probably put six or seven saves into him over the course of the game, and he saved 100%. All of them never missed one. The only the only wound that Maul had that entire game was the one he rode in on. Wow. Yeah. So, it was a tough round one. Maul came to win. Maul came to win, and he got very far. Uh, as as it turns out later, uh, Brian went on to play Sunday, which means he was in the top four of the day that we played. And then I think he ended second overall in the entire event. So I got paired up. My first pairing was with the person who took second, which means I did not get a great first pair. <laughs> not a great, not a lucky first pairing, I'll say. Uh, yeah. but it's fine because I was there to play casual and I wasn't there to, I, my goal was to get one win over the day. Uh, I just wanted to get one win because my last like seven competitive games, I have lost all of them. And I was like, I just want to remember what it's like to win a game of Legion, <laughs> a competitive game. a comeback game. win. Right. I was like, just, even if it's a pity win, just, just, just a want, little pity win, just a little pity win. So, yeah, I didn't get it round one. That's for sure. So, uh, round two, I'm playing with uh, Kevin Oaks, I believe is his name. And he was also playing Shadow Collective. He was playing uh, Gar Saxon Shadow Collective. So, no Maul, 
No AA5s. Just Gar Saxon, uh, and then two Pike Capos and two Pikes, maybe three Pikes. And then a Vigo and one fully kitted Sun. I think was the whole list. I can double check that to be safe. But, yeah, let me see. Vigo, Saxon. Saxon was fully kitted. Oh, uh, for those of you playing at home that are like, wow, that's a whole lot of points that he's missing. Uh, there was Mandalorians, and there was Cad Bane. I forgot Cad Bane was there for a minute. Uh, but yeah, so there was a lot of, uh, a lot of scum and or villainy. And we played on one of the tattoo, my back two games of this event are on tattooing tables. So, uh, I played, I played on Hoth, got cold, went to the hot planet. And then once you go to Tatooine, we all know you get stuck there. You don't get to leave Tatooine. <laughs> so I got stuck there. Uh, but my second game was, Intercept the Transmissions, Hostile Environment, which I'm pretty sure we forgot about Hostile Environment, so I think it was just clear conditions by the end of it, and Major Offensive. So we were, we got all, we were getting set up, and the round had started, and he's told me, uh, Kevin told me that he, like, just picked up Legion, like, I want to say six months ago, but it could have been six weeks ago. Either that's way. A, that, I was going to say, newer player either way, mm-hmm. that's a big gap, I realize, but I, it's been like two weeks since Gen Con now, so I'm, my memory's starting to go. But the main thing was I remember he was a newer player, and he was only six-something old, and it wasn't years. Uh, it was months or weeks. But he was, so he was newer. And I was like, awesome. So we'll just, and you know, he lost his first round. I lost my first round. I was like, cool. This is where the fun games start because uh, all the sweaty people are still up there winning. And uh, then the people who are either sweaty and then decide, and my day, my, my claim to fame is over. Now I'm just going to play and have fun. People that were just there to have fun in the first place. Yay. That's us. So I was like, yeah, we're going to have a fun game. So like, we're not like in a huge rush to like get set up. And we're taking our time a little bit. He's, like, deciding. We both have Cad Banes to deploy, uh, or Bane tokens to deploy, so we're taking the time to, you know, place those out. And we're just casual. Like, we're both just, like, as if we're at a store, you know, just playing a Thursday, Friday night game or something, you know? We're not in a big... We're we're, we're not treating it like we're at a major. Casual Cads. Casual Cads. <laughs> and we are... 75-80% of the way through deployment, and, like, the round's been going for 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes out of, like, two hours or whatever, and one of the judges comes by, and he's like, hey, we're X minutes into the round, you guys need to be, and you guys need to be finished with deployment now. It was just like, you guys need to, you guys need to wrap this up and get, and get, and get going. And I was, you know, just like, okay, yeah, well, yeah, sure. And then I was like, we both kind of looked at each other and we were like, why does it matter? Like, we're both, like, neither of us are calling you over and, like, claiming the other person's slow playing. And we play it out and then, you know, we get a 15-minute wrap-up and then it's diced down and we have a completed game no matter what round it is. And if we're both happy, what's your problem? <laughs> I 
I get it, like, you want everybody to have the fullest time that they want, but, like, if we're both happy at the rate we're playing, you don't Yeah, then what does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Paul, have you had that, have you had that happen, or do you know, do you, any insight as to why that would be a factor that I, maybe I'm not thinking of? I, I mean, the only thing I can think of, and I don't, I don't know what the, like, tournament, like, pack and all of that said, but, you know, if it says you have, like, Right, 15 minutes for deployment and then two and a half hours for the round and whatever. And yeah, and they're trying to stick to time, maybe. Like, other than that, I. But like, but like what you if, said. Yeah. I feel like if you're. If both you and your opponent are fine playing that speed of a game, I mean, I guess if they're thinking you're going to slow down the whole tournament because you'll be the only game left. But, I mean, what I notice in Legion, at least the events that I've been, there's always at least one table going to time, if not multiple. Okay, and I can see it from that perspective. Like, hey, if we're the only game that's still going in that 15 minutes, that slows us down. So I guess I can see that. But when you have, what, 24 tables or I guess like 13 tables or something going on all at once like I don't think statistically I'm going to be the only table that's going to time yeah and you and like you should bake in that 15 minutes and just assume that somebody one table at least one table is going to go to the full time and if they're not and if like and if for some reason everyone's done that's a happy bonus I wouldn't plan for that. I wouldn't plan for the happy bonus, but that's me. So AMG can plan that way and they can, if they want to move people along, that's fine. I was just, we were just both very confused in the moment where we were like, but like, we're okay with it. Nobody called you to say like the other one's slow playing, but yeah, maybe if they just wanted to make sure everyone was moving along. Everyone on the same schedule. So, I mean, that's fair. But I mean, we would have been, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we we're, we're talking circles now. Anyway, so we set up our deployments, we set up our bane tokens and everything, and uh, I got this is the first time I've been duped on the here I am token. So he sets up his tokens like one, two of them like fairly aggressively where I thought they could be bombs. But then the third token is, like, off to my side, where almost nobody is really required to go. And I thought, and I almost, and I really thought that that was maybe the blank one. Because the other two were set up in really good spots for him to be the here I am or the explosion. And And so I sent a strike team and I scouted out during deployment off to my side thinking that was going to be the off one or it was going to be the bomb maybe, but it was here I am. And I'm like, Oh, I, I truly didn't expect you to be here. And I had my Cad Bane, like my token placement was very clear, which one was here. I am because I don't really treat it like the element of surprise. The bomb can be the element of surprise, but really I'm using the here I am token to just get the best deployment for Bane that I want. I'm not really trying to surprise you with peekaboo here I am for real. I'm just kind of using it to deploy as best I want. Um, sure. 
he surprised me. <laughs> he, uh, I was like, oh. Uh, and I wasn't done with deployment yet, so I knew that my strike team was going to be there. And, uh, spoiler, they were toast as soon as Cad Bane pointed a pistol at him. Um, uh, my Cad Bane appeared, uh, was going to appear near him. And I hadn't deployed Boba yet, so I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to deploy Boba right here, too. So Cad Bane, my Cad Bane and uh, Boba Fett were, like, double threats over his Cad Bane, who did not have a bounty. Uh, I gave the bounty to the generic Vigo and the generic Capo, and one of the generic Capos, because I was like, those are easy targets. And I did not think Cad Bane was going to be this kind of a threat. Uh, right on my deployment line. So I was like, oh, because if I knew that, I would have picked him because I was like, oh, well, I have to deal with you. So might as well just profit from it. Um, but he very quickly was like, oh, no, two bounty hunters. And he backed up Cad Bane like to the corner of the board where he was almost out of reach of everything. But then I thought, OK, you kind of just made Cad Bane almost obsolete for me to deal with because now he's going to spend the rest of the game coming back to contest my back objective, which I'm honestly okay with. Uh, if that's how you want to spend those points, sure. So I decided, okay, I'm just going to rush rush uh, my bounty hunters forward then and get them back to the fight. So Boba Fett went to uh, deal with some of the uh, deal with some of the mandos and the pikes and stuff that were playing on the center. I had a lot of my guys stationed up on a cliff that overlooked the center objective, and they did a pretty good job holding that. Uh, Cad Bane jumped up a little bit forward off a cliff that he was near in order to shoot down not only the full unit of Black Sun that were going to come from my flank, uh, Boba and Cad both kind of gunned them down in like two shots, which was pretty nice. And then Cad shot down the Vigo next turn so i claimed that bounty the problem was his super his uh super mandos uh came right up immediately next activation after i claimed that bounty and gunned cad bane down in the open so <laughs> so much for that bounty so the rest of the game is basically contesting over the middle saxon comes down and he decides he wants to tussle um i get callus over the uh over to go fight with him and uh Saxon pretty much I don't I don't think he dies but he uh did not win that fight and I I I want to say he died either he died or he wasn't one of the scoring units or something happened none of these pictures tell me though <laughs> um but what the pictures will tell you is kind of like what the last little bit of the fight looked like Saxon and Callus were both dead by this point. So I think they both died, but the black sun or I mean the pikes had dealt with most of uh, my dudes that were able to score. And most of my dudes who were able to score could not deal with those pikes. There were three unit of pikes, three units of pikes that were covering the middle objective. One capo at full health who hadn't been damaged one full pike squad that I think was only missing. Maybe one dude and one pike unit leader who I pumped so much into, and he always saved. Freaking rebel player over here with your 
your BS white surging saves, which I've been the dealer of, so I know. But I'm like, is this what I do to people? Have them statistically throw everything and then make me lose? <laughs> so, uh, that happened. But that set me up for my last little bit for, uh, my last stretch for winning something was I thought if I could score one more point with Boba getting my bounty, that I could either tie up the game or win it. Uh, my math was wrong. I, I still lost. But it's set up for the most dynamic play, which I had two judges, two, two different judges, I'll say, uh, watching our game. And one of them had been watching the game since like round two. And he was like, this was like the best game going on. So I just decided, decided to stay and watch it. Uh, and he, uh, Boba was like in a position where I was like, okay, my bounty is hiding behind this wall. Boba could get his independent aim, do a speed three jump, and then do one shot in the open on this capo with one dodge. And I can see if I can drop him in one shot. That was like my desperate attempt to get one more point. So I say, all right, let's do it. I give him the independent aim, speed three, move him out to the open. He takes the shot at the capo. Four natural crits. Didn't even have to aim. It was just four natural crits. I rolled the last one to see if I could uh, get one more crit out of it, and I did not. But I was like, go ahead. No dodges because it's all crits. You uh, you go ahead and you go ahead and take it. Or maybe maybe it was a uh, or no, I think he had to use the dodge for the uh, for the regular hit, is what it was. So then I still had four saves that he had to make, and. Uh, he uh, blanked them all, or he rolled one paint and Pierce one took it. But I, I killed the capo in one shot. I so I was hanging out at this time. I had come by the tables and I was talking to people. I think you were the last game still going on um, by that point, and I just and that's why the judge was mad. <laughs> and it, it was close. There was another game that had like just wrapped up, and then. I was like looking your way and there was that moment and both of you, like, I don't know. I think you cheered and he like his arms, he threw his arms up in the air and it was <laughs> like, um, it was just one of those moments, you know, those epic moments at the end of a game. And then yeah. when I ended up walking over and you're like, well, I did my math wrong. I was like, well, it was still an epic moment yeah. <laughs> of the way it was. It was still was, a fun but... moment to, to have happen. <laughs> it was yeah, the kind just... of legion that I live for. For sure. And then my math was wrong, and I was like, ah, well, you still won. And then his he, he was a lot happier. Because, <laughs> yeah, he was like, man, I re-, he was like, I really thought you just won with that. And I was like, well, I celebrated like I won with that, because so did I. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then I didn't. So I was just like, yeah, well. But that was, like, the most fun, like, my most fun moment of Legion all day. So that was my game with Kevin. So that was fun. At least you were close to victory. It was good enough for me. It was good enough that the the game that I did win, um, I felt like, you know, this was uh, a little unfair. And I felt like the last game had that one capo or uh, that one pike unit leader had died. I would have had that game. So I would have been more okay with it. 
I mean, and, and I would have been like, I'm just going to pretend that, like, that's the game I won. And this other game, I should have lost. My round three game, I should have lost. Uh, I was playing against Marvin Harris. What's his name? If he's listening and he's like, no, that was not my name, then sorry. Uh, I tried to get my the names best I could from my memory and from uh, Tabletop TO. Uh, Tabletop TO has everything locked right now, so I cannot look at anyone's. Uh, I, I can't look at the schedule, so I can't look to see who I actually played. I'm just going based off of my memory and the notes that I did take. So, played against Marvin, and we played on another Tatooine table, as I said before. He had the most interesting list that I played against anybody all day. Listen to this. Palpatine and three Dubaks. Interesting. There was also an assortment of Shores, Mortars, and two Strike Teams, but the big the big takeaway for me was uh, Wizard Triple Lizard. <laughs> and That's I crazy. was like, yeah, I was like, well, this is a choice. Uh, Let's go, Marvin. Yeah, no, I was, I was like, this is awesome. I'm sorry, you're zero and two right now. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, well, it is what it is. And I was like, yeah, in the same boat. Um, so we played sabotage, moisture evaporators, advanced positions, and rapid reinforcements. And we set everything up. Uh, some dewbacks uh, definitely came in at uh, at places that I wouldn't have liked them to, but they did. Um, we got some, because, uh, two dewbacks were his, uh, rapid reinforcements, which I was like, oh, wow, that's a good move. <laughs> good move to be able to put them wherever you want. Um, Palpatine set up pretty defensively with the rest of the army around one spot, around one of the, one of his vaps, and some shores, a mortar, and a dewback all deployed by his other vap. And I mostly had my VAPs pretty uncovered. I had one of them where I put my reserve snipers that I, like, uh, deep-striked onto onto that point. And then I just had a shore and a mortar go defend the middle VAP that I had. Um, Callus kind of just ran straight up the middle. He was using this ramp that one of the buildings had as cover for his, like, direct line. He was going to see if he could make it to Palpatine. Or at least... Uh, stop the advance of whatever was coming, maybe fight a dewback. And then I had my E-Web set out in the open, kind of, which was not a great move, but I didn't have a lot of great moves with the E-Web, so it definitely ate some early shots. Then I had the Snows and the Storms kind of set up behind the E-Web, and they mostly moved around to wherever they... They mostly stayed balled up, like, where I deployed them. They didn't move. Uh, They didn't move a lot. And then I uh, deployed Cad Bane over by the shore mortar dewback uh, vap that he had set up. And I was like, yeah, Cad Bane versus a shore trooper unit, a mortar, and a dewback. What could go wrong? <laughs> that's definitely that's definitely a good matchup, right? Well, as it would turn out, uh, Marvin's dice were not on tonight. Uh, Poor he, Marvin. Yeah, no, I felt really bad. Um he was he he did everything right and we both agreed on this he did everything right he executed every strategy as best he could what with what he was given and with what i was doing and his dice really just failed him 
his dewbacks were made of paper mache. Uh, they came in and they did not, they didn't roll hits and they didn't roll blocks. And if you play a game where you don't roll hits and you don't roll blocks, uh, you know how frustrating it is to just lose because of dice. So, uh, there was a, there was some moments of the dewbacks dropping in and, yeah, Callus went up and shot one of them and pretty much two shot a dewback. Um, Boba helped with one of the, uh, both of the dewbacks because he was in a position between two of them that were deploying. Uh, the one that deployed and came by Cad Bane came far enough to where the whole rest of my army, well, half of my army was able to shoot at it and it quickly fell apart and just died before it collided into anybody. Which freed Cad Bane to go forward and use his, uh, I'm your worst nightmare turn to basically rip apart the shores in the mortar. Uh, that were just in the open. And I used the rest of my snows and the rest of my army to kind of clean up those guys so that they weren't a problem anymore. And that VAP then became un, became easy target at that point because no one was able to contest it. I honestly thought he was going to try and take Palpatine. He had burst of speed on Palpatine. I thought he was going to like burst of speed him for a turn. And then now you will die, Cad, before he, like, before or after I hit the VAP. He opted not to do that. And maybe it's because I was too stupid and I didn't see the math there right. But I was like, I feel like that's the last gambit that you take. You know, take take Palpatine to do two speed three moves or a speed three move and a speed one next turn or, or the turn before, I don't know. Uh, and just now you will die, Cad Bane. You can just kill him. And even if you die, like, I don't hit your VAP, or take another, take a sniper with him so that they can hit the VAP or something, I don't know, but, and, it, all in all, I ended up claiming, uh, three of the four VAPs fully, so, that was a pretty decided game. Did not table him. Oh, I didn't even say, I did get tabled by Brian, round one. <laughs> that's how, uh, that's how, uh, piss poor the game was going in my, in my favor, he, uh, he completely tabled me. Well, I think that was implied. Well, no, I, I, I just said he beat me. I didn't say by how bad. He tabled me. <laughs> Those black sun, uh, hit like a speeder truck. So, yeah. I mean, all in all, uh, I did end up taking that game. And like I said, I was like, well, I got the win I came for, but it feels bad because you didn't do anything wrong. And I just kind of got lucky. So, but then I was like, you know, like I said, with my last game, if there was, a slight bit of difference in dice, I would have won. So I was like, you know what? I'm not that mad. There were a lot of dice time cards handed out as well. I came with, I came with 50 of each, 50 of all three of the styles. And I think I left with like three cop, excuse me, three copies of each pretty much. Paul, you got some of those cards. Finally, we've been talking about them for months and you finally got them. What did you think? Yeah, no, I, I like them. Um, first time getting to see them in person. I can't wait to play a list where I get to play them. <laughs> well, they're all the bounty hunters. So now you, uh, I was definitely like, oh man, you got, you, you beat uh, bounty hunters. Now you get these bounty hunters. Uh, and I, I don't know anybody that got the promos that were like, 
Oh, wow. I think everyone, pretty much everyone I handed them to was oh, no, just like, yeah. I really liked them, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and then I told people like, hey, if you're at Gen Con, like, hit me up and I'll find you and I get you a set if I didn't get to see you on Thursday. Yeah, you met up with like a few people to give them cards, didn't you? Yeah. Well, last year we had, I said the same thing to people and there were a couple people that reached out to me and they were like, hey, yeah, I'd love to meet up with you the week, over the weekend and like get, these cards and I was just like, okay, yeah, message me and uh, we'll work something out. And then no one messaged me. Well, Gen Con's a busy place, but but this year people the, messaged yeah. everyone who wanted them they, messaged they me. They followed up this time. Everyone followed up this time, and so I followed through for everyone who followed up. And I'm pretty sure I didn't. I I'm, I think I missed somebody, but I told him if I he might even be in from Ohio. So he might not be that far of a trip anyway, if he's not already local. Mm-hmm. I actually don't remember. But he, I told him, I was like, hey, if you just want to let me know, like, I'll send you a set in the mail or something. Like, because, because we missed each other. Uh, cause yeah, like you said, Gen Con's a busy time. But yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty much Legion. Oh, the third game, my game with Marvin ended an hour early. We both, we're just so focused and play. I made up for my time that I took in round two. Uh, we <laughs> finished like an hour early and the, the organizers said like, Hey, uh, so it was like five thirty, I think. Um, we had, so we had like five thirty or ish or something. And the event was originally scheduled to end at six because of the delay. Now it's set to end at like seven or seven thirty. Or I think it's seven is when it was like set to end now. And there was an event at six. Right. And my event was at six. And I was like, well, I'm not going to miss my event because you guys didn't have your technical things set up properly or something. Like because you were had technical difficulties, I'm not going to miss my next event because of that. Luckily, we finished an hour early. I was not breakneck speeding it. We, I really thought it, it had been like two hours or something. I thought we were going to have like 15 minutes left because we were both just so focused on the game and we just like knew what we were doing. We didn't really sit around and decide stuff and we were both open too, so we really didn't care. <laughs> but yeah, we just kind of went through it and uh, when we were done, we were, I was like, yeah, good game, man. And I looked at the timer and still had an hour or, or an hour and a half or something. And I was like, what the heck? I was like, did we really just finish that in like an hour? And he's like, oh, wow. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So I was like, wow, that was like, that felt like a full game of Legion, but played in half the time. Well, there you go. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, man, I wish I could play the game normally like this. (laughs) And then you got your win that time. And I got my win. So the next event was at six and I was like, okay, well. Oh, the judges were saying like, oh, hey, um, when you're finished with your games, don't take off because we're going to have a closing ceremony. And I was like, that closing ceremony is going to be like half an hour to an hour into my next event. So I can't really sit around and miss my next event for that. (laughs) And I wasn't ending super high or anything. So I was and I already got like four promo cards. So I was like, eh. I'm going to head out. I'm going to head out. And then I said, okay, but here's what I'll do. I'm going to time it, and I'm going to watch the clock, and when the event is ending, 
on its new scheduled end time, I will go back. Because we're in the same vendor hall, I'm literally like 10 tables away, I will go back and I'll sit through the ending ceremony. So I go to the event. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys talk about like what you were doing Thursday before I get into the rest of, like before I get to the second event. But, um, I go there and I wait the hour or whatever and I go back over of what the new scheduled ends time would be. And they were like, oh, where were you? You missed the ending ceremony thing. And it was like, and I was like, I had another event. I was like, you guys ended the thing later than you were scheduled to. So I was going to miss my event if I, sat around and waited for you guys to be done. And I thought that like, I guess all the games ended early, not like super early, but I guess they all ended early enough that they didn't have to go full time, which I thought it's the third round. Like the sweaty people are going to go all the way to time. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess not. So uh, they ended, I think I missed out on some sniper promos or something. But the guy, as I was saying, as I was like, oh, man, well, I would have missed my next event because of the like the new schedule. Uh, He was like he just like looked around and then he was just like, come with me. And we met and we met like another table down and he uh, he handed me four of the like core uh, cards that he had handed out before. And he was like, we've already given out all the sniper ones or like all those the ending ceremony cards and he was like, but I can hand these out like candy. <laughs> so he gave me four of those, and I was just like, you know what? I'll take this over, I don't know, two sniper cards or something. I was like, I'll take this. It's something. Yeah. I was like, now I have, like, six Rebel or Stormtrooper all tarts. So if I wanted to run a full list of six of them, now I have all the cards for them. Or I can trade, you know, whatever. So they were, yeah, so they were double-sided. So they were uh, Rebels on one side, Empire on the other, and then Republic on one side and Droid on the other. So I now have six Rebels, six Stormtroopers, and I think two Droid and two Clone. So lots of cards. Uh, overall, great event. I thought all the tables were really nice. All the ones I played on were really nice. There were a cu- There were more than a couple tables that I thought were... Less than ideal for vehicles, but all in all, pretty good. And uh, I, had a, I had a very dice time. Well, that's what matters. That's what matters. Absolutely. Uh, Paul, what did you do on your Thursday? Um, Thursday, man. Thursday was a lot of shopping. Um, just shopping. checking out. Yeah, checking out all the the vendors and seeing what there was. Um, walking around a lot. Um, like I said, after round two, so what was that? Like midway through the day, like early afternoon or something. Um, I was walking into the like gaming hall there where you were playing Legion and looked around there, saw what was going on. Uh, it took me a hot second to, to find Legion. It was, I went like the long way, kind of where we were the previous year, which was. Oh, the other end of the hall. Yeah, way down (laughs) at the other end of the hall. And it was literally like right by the entrance this, (laughs) this time. But the way I came in, um, I came in from the vendor hall. So it was a little, I was like halfway through the, you know, room. And so by the time I backtracked, I had seen everything else in the entire hall. Um, but then I ran into, uh, I got to sit down with, uh, Ryan Slowoski from Stabcast and mm-hmm. 
Tim and I have run into each other uh, quite a few times at events and um, always had a good time. We always like bounce list ideas off of each other and, and things like that. And actually, I, we met at the very first um, event for Legion at Adepticon. The Stabcast guys were there participating in the first um what was it like the bat the skirmish um like essentially open your stuff and and put it together and play was it, um, was it maximum firepower no this, this was like original like the only thing oh, out this was, was pre that yeah it was oh, the geez. original legion corset and i believe there were atsts and snow speeders right that oh, was yeah, like the, those came for, out alongside yeah that was the, the that was the first release. So that was, that was the Adepticon that those came out. So I participated in both of those 500 point events and met all those guys. So I always make it a point when they're around to, to go, uh, you know, say hi to them. And one of these days I'll get down to one of their events. <laughs> yeah, that would not be all, fun. Yeah, it's not all that far from us in the grand scheme of things. So one, sometime we'll have to go down and, and have a good time with them. But I would love to. Um, yeah, so I, I sat and talked with Ryan. He was done with his his second round already, and I think he was one and one at that time. So, um, you know, he didn't have a whole lot of hopes of of making it, but I was looking forward to his next game. And like I said, I th- I'm pretty sure he was running um, the Hoth defenders or Echo base defenders. And had triple tons and FD turret, and I'm pretty sure it was three naked like rebel vet squads with three Mark IIs. Was that? It's, I think he. I want to say he had like twelve activations too. I think he had Leia and R2 as well. So Leia R2, six core with the triple vets and triple Mark IIs. Triple tons and then an FD turret. Like it was just a ton of activations, um, and three ton units. You know, is is gross. So um, he he seemed to be having a good time. Chatted with him a little bit. Chatted with a couple of the guys from the Chicago scene. Um, Chris Groff and Al Paz were both there in that heat, um, and was able. I was able to catch up with them and. Oh yeah, I saw Al, but I never like actually stopped and talked to him. <laughs> we just yeah, we, he was. We just didn't. We just missed each other. Yeah, he I saw was, Matt from the oh, from the Indie Garrison. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I, I saw Matt. He was he was in the middle of a game when I think I was around. Um. But yeah, yeah. Uh. So saw a lot of those people. Said hi, and then. Uh, probably when you were getting done at the end. I, I mean, I went back and did some like shopping, and then after the vendor hall closed, the only event that I had scheduled for Thursday was I played in a uh, tournament. Uh, it's it's interesting because the game's like just coming out um, of a board game, a civilization board game called Mosaic. Um, okay. Uh. I like it. I like the game. I think it's uh, an interesting take on those like civilization games. It, I think almost all of them have like a more military aspect, but um, this one is more like area control with your military than they are 
killing stuff and taking things over kind of thing. So it was like their entry event. Essentially what was going on is they were running two different events, one Thursday, one Friday. And then uh, there was three tables playing the game Mm -hmm. up to six players apiece. The winner of each game then was invited to come back on Saturday and play. They had one table with all six of the winners from the first two days in six games. And then the winner of that got, they had a really nice glass trophy and um, an actual like copy of the game that you would win. Um, nice. And again, this game was just coming out and this was a free event. If I remember correctly, like all you had to do is sign up for it. Um, I signed up for both Thursdays and Fridays and ended up not going to Fridays because, uh, spoiler, we went to a different event together. We'll talk about that in, in a minute. Um, and I decided to go to that instead of going another round. I got second place, uh, in the game that I played in my, um, so for never having played the game or like seeing anything about it, just learning it and sitting down, like it was, it was fun to, to play, I did, you know, what I normally do in games and found a different strategy than everybody else. Everybody else was earning, earning victory points during the game. And I decided to go the opposite and try to stack up all the victory points for at the end of game scoring. And, um, I think at the end of the game, normally, like before end of game scoring, I was, I was the bottom by quite a bit <laughs> on, on points. Um, probably by like 20 or 30 points. And then I proceeded to score like 146 end game points. And I only had like 30 or 40 before that. So, <laughs> so you um, jumped up the leaderboard. Yeah. I, I, I almost, la- no, I did. I lapped myself on the scoreboard. Like I went all the way through the 100 point scoreboard and came back around and lapped my, where I started. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, it was cool. Um, cool little game. Uh, lots of cool pieces that go on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, it's got some differences from some other civilization games. One of the things that I really liked about it is um, each player takes one action, and then it goes to the next player. Lots of times civilization games can feel kind of like bogged down, where especially if you have six people at the table, one person will take a, you know, a half an hour turn while they're uh-huh. sitting there Just, messing all right. with their, all uh-huh. their stuff. And it really, this game was not that way. I think the event was scheduled for three hours, and that was with every that was with all these people learning the game mm-hmm. from the beginning and right. then playing through it. Obviously, not knowing what anything does and having to read through all the cards and all of that. Um, and we were done early, so um, really, really quite a good uh, quick civilization game. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, I feel like lots of civilization games can take, you know, four five hours if you're uh, if you have that many players, especially. And yeah, so it, it felt pretty good. It was a fun little free event to partake in, and yeah, so that that was my Thursday. Awesome, Trista, you're still with us, right? Oh yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> um. What do, well, you obviously did not play Legion. No, I did you, not. You did not play Civilization. No. What did you do on Thursday? This was your first time at Gen Con being like by yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Um, first year that like I decided I was gonna schedule some stuff for myself to do because 
Not that I don't enjoy Legion, but I didn't want to watch you play Legion all day. <laughs> For 10 hours? For 10 hours. <laughs> yeah. So that's, and that's uh, more than fair. <laughs> but like we had stuff we were doing afterwards. So I was, I wanted to go and like be there. Mm-hmm. So we got there at like what, 7.30 in the morning? Something like that. Yeah. Seven or eight. So yeah, to start out, I, Got in line for the, like, Gen Con merch booth that they have in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? Rollacrit, I think they're the ones who make all the merch. And we normally don't have time to, like, stand in line for that. Right. Because it's, like, because down it's, the hallway. Yeah. And we're never there, usually at that early in the morning. Right. So, usually by the time we have time, they're sold out of some of the stuff that we would want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was there. My first thing wasn't starting until like nine, I think nine or 10. Um, so I got in line at like seven forty-five or something like that. And was one of like the first, I was in like the first 10 people that got in line for that. It's uh, really good. They weren't opening until nine. <laughs> So I stood in line there for an like an hour, but lots of people got in line behind me. Like by the time they were opening up, like the line was all the way down the hallway. And um it looked like getting tickets. Yeah, so I just uh stood in line super early in the morning to bu- to buy you a bunch of pens basically. <laughs> well, not true. <laughs> we bought a lot more than pens. That's true. We we did buy a lot more than pens. Looks up at banner that's hanging on our wall. That is a cool banner. Yeah. You bought the hoodie that they had. I did. And like just the day before, I was like, wow, who would spend $80 on a hoodie? And then I did. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really good hoodie, though. So I don't, I don't regret it. Um, but so that's how I started the day out. And then so something I didn't know that Gen Con had is. They do these, like, writers' symposiums, so it's just, like, a bunch of panels that you can sit in on um, with different authors and stuff, and they have a bunch of different, like, writing workshops and stuff, and I didn't know they had that until this year. So Writers I, take notes. Yeah, yeah. And that's what the panel is, too. <laughs> writers taking notes. Oh, yeah. Um, so I scheduled myself, like, a couple of those to do over in the Marriott, and... The Marriott is now my favorite place to hang out at Gen Con. It's my first year going over there, really, because I never had a reason to before. But throughout the weekend, I went over there several times just to, like, hang out in the lobby because it was pretty cool. But all of the the panels that I did were, like, upstairs in the ballrooms. And, like, when you went up there, they had, like, swag bags for people and so that was cool, and so I just did, like, a couple different little panels of, like, some authors basically giving tips on, like, working on your breakout novel and, um, mm-hmm. you know, how to deal with procrastination, stuff like that. So I did, like, two with the same author and then another one with a different one, and they were both really good and really informative, and I really enjoyed it, and that's something I'll definitely do again. Seeing as I'll always be doing Legion, you can you'll right. always have you'll always have Writer Symposium Day. Well, yeah, because like, like last year, um, they didn't do they, the there big was no Legion. Legion. Yeah, so we just did like the open play all day. So I was with you for that, mm-hmm. and then 2019, 
I didn't go up until like Thursday night. So I, right. I missed that day anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was my first, day. I spent like pretty much all of Thursday just like wandering around by myself <laughs> doing different things. Uh, and it was, it was pretty cool. Um, and then my stuff ended by like 3 p.m. though. And, then, and I wasn't done till like six. Yeah. With Legion. So then I was just like wandering around. I checked out the vendor hall. It was very crowded, but it was good. And then I was supposed to go to these invaded event with you at like six o'clock. But at that point, <laughs> I was so tired. Um, running on like four hours of sleep. And um, I yeah, so I opted out of that one this time, unfortunately. But that that pretty much sums up my Thursday. So coming back to uh, Paul, did you know that they had writer symposiums and stuff like that at Gen Con? Because this is this was my first hearing of it. No, I, I didn't, and I will get us a little out of order here. But my, oh, so sure. my 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 wife came with me this year, and she was going to come on the weekend, but it worked out where she was able to come the entire week. And so, um, I believe it was Saturday. Yes, I think it, I think it was Saturday. Um, she feeling like the 4th of July. (laughs) She found uh, like just a craft room. Like there's just a room that you can just go and they have all kinds of supplies and stuff. And she literally disappeared for like six (laughs) hours one day. (laughs) And I was like, where, where are you? She's like, I'm in, I'm in the craft room. I'm like, the what? <laughs> I had no idea that like that existed, that that was even a thing. And, you know, went up and found her and there's all these people just sitting around these tables, like making these crafts. And that's, that's cool. yeah, she made over the course of her time there, she made a, um, uh, like, I, I guess a collage kind of thing. Um, of Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. It was like a silhouette of Toothless that she created with all of these different, like, pieces of, you know, whatever, like fabric, uh, like metal, uh, like bracelet kind of things, beads, like, and she just painted everything black that w- didn't come black, and she found a bunch of things that were black, and you know, piece it all together into this this picture. I will have to, uh, while we're talking about it, I will I will get a picture of it and and send it so you can. It's already up. Yeah, yeah, have it's it up there up on the, the screen. We're already, yeah, we're already you're there. seeing it. <laughs> it looks. Cool. Um, Look yeah. at that! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so she she really had a good time there, and. Um, discovered some things like uh, apparently she was talking to some people up there that there's like a puppet making class and then like how to and then uh, like after that after you like make yours there's a class to show you how to do like some you know puppeteering and I was like oh my gosh I didn't even know half these things existed so yeah really interesting there's a lot of new finds (laughs) this year for sure yeah, Gen Con has a lot to offer, like, for people who aren't as into the games. Like, it's a gaming convention, but they have a lot for a lot of different people. 
Absolutely. So, like, if you're going with a gamer and you're not a huge gamer, there is stuff for you to do. And I'm finding that out more every year. Yeah. Which is good. It is good. No, absolutely. <laughs> um, And, like, they have, like, the kids' room. Yeah. You Just, really wanted to go in there and make a little tile. I did not. You did. I did not want to go in the kids' room. Oh, you wanted to make the tile, though. I considered it, and then I realized <laughs> it was in front of the kids' room, and then I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> But I was like, uh, you know, there's your, your there's your discount daycare, <laughs> so you have that too. Yeah, but you can't just like drop the kids off though. You have to stay with them. Did it say that? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think people abided by that? I mean, hopefully, I don't. The think people that just dump to... their kids at like the library, or <laughs> the parents that just dump their children off at the mall and leave. But these are like young kids. That just if parents will dump those kind of kids off at random places, and then it's like, hey, employee, you're also babysitter today. It didn't, like, because I walked by there a lot. It looked like there was usually a lot of parents in the room. Well, yeah, I would hope so. Just to just to wrap my last thing for that day was the uh, Zinvaded event that you were going to do. But I think it actually worked out that you were too tired because there was – eight people for the event. Mm -hmm. There was three people at each table. So we were the last two people. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that we would have been playing the same game oh, if okay. you show, if you did show up. So I think it worked out. Hmm. Um, but I was able to slot in next to, you know him, you love him, Chris Kerr. Oh, wow. Out of, yeah. No, I said that too. I was like, out of all of the people that I, that uh, of Gen Con, out of all 50,000 whatever people. Out of all of the ginger. The what? The gin join. No? Okay. I've never heard. What did you just I, say? I, I got so you. You're so uncultured. Uh, yep, yeah, you are. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, okay. This is just me. <laughs> I was like, wow, you're being weird. And then it's like, oh, no, I'm just being dumb, I guess. <laughs> I'll educate you later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you need to be educated on that one. What? what, 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 what? Of all the gin joints in all the world. It's... It's a famous movie quote, Ben. From what? What movie? You tell me. I can't tell you. <laughs> Move on. Well, jeez. Um, tune in yeah, next Google time it. to find the answer. Google it. There you go. Uh, tune in next time to find out. Yes. Um, everyone's googling it right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, out of everybody that I could have run into, I run into Chris Kerr, and I'm like okay, sure. And he came with two of his friends and they were all playing what this podcast will, one Legion finally dies and everyone decides we're not going to continue it anymore and we become as invaded in Funkoverse podcast. Uh, Zinvaded! If you listen to the first Gen Con episode we did, it was the first time that I ever saw Zinvaded and I fell in love with it right away. Yep. And we have kept in touch with the creators and the people who work on the game and we love everybody who works on it. Oh, they're so nice, yeah. And it's an awesome game. The uh for for those of you that haven't heard it, Zinvade is a one to one scales minigame with in little insectoid soldiers that invaded our world and fight on your tabletop. There is no terrain for this game. They just actually fight on your, your countertop, your tabletop, wherever there's table space. Uh, uh, as John likes to say, the more cluttered, the better. The more cluttered, the better. 
Um, but yeah, it's not a, it, and he's strived to keep it this way. It is not supposed to be a competitive game, like a competitive skirmish game. It is just supposed to be a fun, casual beer and pretzels game, as he, as he likes to put it as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, going for that Saturday morning cartoon feel, which I think with all the store, the story and lore, I tried to combine those, (laughs) uh, with all the story and lore that's combined into like, all the the characters and all the personality that's pumped into it. Uh, I definitely feel like it captures that vibe. And the number one word that I use to describe the game to people, charming. Yeah. It's just got a lot of character and personality and a lot of fun in it. And it's just, it's just charming. I agree with that. John told me that there was a, I can't remember who it was now, but it was a creator of like, or one of the people that worked on like a much bigger skirmish game. I don't think it was like 40k. I don't think it was somebody from Games Workshop, but I think it was somebody from uh, one of the bigger games. Maybe it was, I don't know. I don't remember now. But he, he said that the guy came over and in the, and he said that he describes invaded in the most uh, non-offensive way. Very cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And John was like, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, it is. Like, it's, it's great. It's just, it's more casual fun. And it's just like, they, you have all these characters in there. They have, the Zen aren't supposed to have personalities themselves, but they come jam packed with it, it feels like. Yeah. The game comes in a little Chinese container box. Oh, yeah. That's how I, they travel I love around. How it, yeah, how it looks. Yeah. And before and uh, earlier in the year, they started a Kickstarter for their newest expansion, Don't Let the Zed Bugs Bite, which was the theme of the event. So there was a uh, picnic table set up. So there were little rubber hot dogs and hamburgers and little red solo cups. And uh, we were we were playing as four different hunters. We were competing against each other, but we were also fighting together if we chose to uh, secure three samples of food. So you had to get on top of the food and then you had to roll to see if you can get a good source of, or a good salvageable piece of food. And every round zombies would spawn. Or should I say Zed bugs would spawn. Hmm. They are just these zombies of these invaded universe. So they're what happens when Zen soldiers get in, get affected by human pesticides and stuff. They, it's basically the zombie virus for them. So we had to fight zombies just about every round. Um, there was a necromancer at one point, which was scary. Lots of little grubs that would bite our thighs. Um, I did a great job securing all the food that I needed while none of the zombies spawned on me. I just ran around and grabbed objectives, and I was like, once I have three food, I will commit the rest of my life to uh, making sure that everyone makes it out. And we kill all the, and I'll kill all the zombies. But right now, my no personality, I have no actual allies mission is to get food. <laughs> so I just ran around and got food. And uh after I got all three of my samples, I went to go help with the zombies. During that fight, I got bitten. I got infected. And I rolled low enough that I turned into a Zed bug. Well, that's not what you want. No. <laughs> there were There was another person who rolled and they got infected, but then they cured themselves. And it was like, nice, good job. I... On the other hand, I'm a zombie now. But I wasn't out. I got to play, still as a hunter, still had my food, 
But now I was a Zedbug, so now I was trying to kill the currently living hunters. And the and I got to control a couple of the zombies. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I was like a mini necromancer. <laughs> Except I was stronger than the necromancer because like, I had a shotgun. A really mini necromancer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Zedbug. <laughs> but, yeah, so we had a moment where Chris was coming to tussle with me. So me and Chris are wrestling with each other, trying to fight each other. And uh, I end up, one of the grubs, I think, bites him or I bite him or something and he gets infected. Uh, and then he rolled poor enough where he became a zombie. And I was like, okay. So on my turn, I have the last two hunters coming toward me. And I like, there, and this will be a picture that's up for sure, is I jump up on the hot dog and I like point forward at the two left. And I was like, and just like, I got to send, I get to move the zombies on my turn. And now Chris is a zombie. So now I got to send him on my turn. I got to move him. So I just moved all of the zombies that were left, like, toward the enemy. It was just such a great little cinematic moment. <laughs> and then uh, I think we ended up going to time. So the two hunters made it out. Uh, I think I... No, I lived. Or I unlived. <laughs> I think Chris died, maybe. Died, died. Died, died. Yeah, I think he died twice. Uh, or maybe one of the hunters died. I don't remember. I, I remember all the Zen did not make it out. Um, Some lives were lost. I lived, and I had three food, and I was told that that was the condition for winning. So I won, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> uh, everyone else will put it up for debate, but that's where we're at. <laughs> so invaded. That was it. Awesome fun. Yeah. Um, definitely we'll do it again. Everyone got to leave with the hunter that they played. So it, oh, I, cool. I believe I believe it was like maybe a four dollar event at most, and everyone got to leave with the figure that they played for two hours. So yeah, worth it. Yeah, no, oh, very worth it. I have to give him some love because he did not. He, he they were all speed painted, so mm-hmm. their skin, the gun, and then the rest of their entire body and all features. Those were the three colors. Yeah. So his you skin. Gotta give it the bin touch. I mean, I gotta touch it. At all. <laughs> it's only three colors. <laughs> but I'm gonna keep him I got green, so I got like an all green dude, and mm-hmm. one of the one of the factions in the game is green. So I'm like, I'm just gonna paint his bits and then his armor is gonna stay predominantly green and he'll just be part of that faction. Well, there so, you go. Yeah, so I was like, this all works out. Good luck with Chris, who's got blue. What are you gonna be a Terrazin? That doesn't work. <laughs> anyway, so that was Thursday. That was that was Thursday. <laughs> well, we'll speak. I was gonna say it was a big day, so we, the the rest of it won't be. We're not gonna spend an hour on each day. <laughs> get ready, we're spending an hour on each day. <laughs> they actually get longer as the day goes on. <laughs> yeah, no but, one wanted to sleep tonight. <laughs> Plus, you're listening to this on your. I don't know, drive to work or your paint time, and you're like, you're oh, you're not gonna make it. <laughs> You're not making it to your destination. (laughs) You were so good, you can't set it down. All right. Friday. Friday. Uh, Friday was our vendor hall day when we did a lot of our shopping. We didn't really have anything scheduled until, like, later in the evening. So, you know, we hung out, spent some money, spent some more money. (laughs) We, um... 
started our day playing Funkiverse. Oh, we did, yeah, before we even left the hotel. Yeah. So we woke up and we decided, you know, we brought a little Funkiverse to, like, get ourselves ready mm-hmm. for the Funkiverse that was happening that night. So we played a fun little game, so a picture will be up. Uh, we played a fun little game in Halloween Town with uh, Oogie Boogie and Jack and Night King. And then my team was Arya and Black Panther and Black Widow. It was, it was fun. But, yeah, so we went around and shopped a lot. We looked at, like, the Modiphius stuff. We met Mothman. Oh, yeah, Mothman was cool. Ooh. Mothman gave me glow sticks. That was very awesome. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the Funko booth just to see, because uh, JD, who uh, who was one of the big streamers that we met from the uh, Discord, the Funko Discord that we met them last year at the Funkoverse event, and he, I guess, was doing one of the giveaways that he does on his stream, and uh, it was one that I actually entered, and I won, and I was like... <gasps> I can't believe it. <laughs> and it was for the Chase uh, Peter Pan. Yeah. So oh, nice. Yeah, so I was like, that was really awesome of him. And I was just like, oh, I don't have to buy that now. Check that off the list. Yeah, check. Money saved. <laughs> uh, and then I, it, it was funny because in one of his streams, he was like, what? Mr. Bob, he owes me a Chase. And I was just like, what? I didn't know I accumulated a debt. And like, in, in all seriousness, he was like, no, nah, I was just kidding. It was just a bit. And I was just like. No, I'm committed to this debt now. So I had a, I have a, cha- I had a Chase Funko of uh, Jasmine from Aladdin that was just like sitting on my shelf. I wasn't doing anything with it. It wasn't like, it, it was, it was just there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Regift. I'm gonna gift it. And then I, when I regift, I bought it. But I was like, yeah, I'm gonna gift it. Mm-hmm. So I put it in a little protector thing and I packed it with us. And then I was just like. When he, when, he, when he gave it to me, I was just like, and here you go, debt paid. And he, he was just like, that's great. <laughs> um, but we went to the Funkoverse, or I mean the Funko booth, because... Which is a whole room. Yeah, it was a whole room this year. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had, cool. they had the vendor hall, mm-hmm. mostly set but up for did, the Goofy movie yeah, game. Yeah, I was going to say, all the Funkoverse stuff was in the room. Yeah, Funkoverse, uh, all that stuff was in the bonus room that they had, which was also the room that they did all their events this weekend uh, based out of. Yeah. And I went in there, and they were like, welcome, and I was like, yeah. And all the Funkoverse stuff is on the opposite side of the room from where you go in. Yeah, you zoned in on that right away. Okay, so we walked in. <laughs> I look over at the Funkoverse on the shelf, and I see exactly what I came in to look for. The Universal Monsters 4-pack chase. Because I love the Invisible Man. The Invisible Man is my man. <laughs> he was the chase. And he was translucent. And I said, oh my god, I need it. <laughs> which if anyone knows Ben they know how much that is a big deal to him because a few years ago when they came out with like the Invisible Man pops like the Funko pops he really wanted the chase version of that because it was invisible yeah and we drove out of town to Walgreens because Bloomington didn't have Walgreens so we drove out of town like multiple times because it's Walgreens exclusive right, right looking for that and never was able to find it <laughs> and so this sort of made up that for him a little bit and I mean I got the normal one too yeah. so I mean yeah um so I was like I need 
this Chase Invisible Man. And Funko does a great job. Like, Funko Games does a great job. They did last year, and I was like, I bet they're going to do it again this year. They do an awesome job stacking Chases for every day. Mm -hmm. Like, if you didn't buy your Funko stuff Thursday, or if you didn't buy your Chases on Thursday, they're gone for the weekend. Mm -hmm. Like a certain company that makes Legion did. (laughs) Where they sold all their stock on trade day before the public got in and said, we're done. No salt. <laughs> uh, they don't do that. They're better than that. Yeah, they, they had a lot that they would rotate in throughout the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So no matter what day you were there, if you went, you, you, you had a chance. You had a pretty good chance to mm-hmm. get a chase. Well, cause then there was some other guy who noticed how excited you were about that. So then he was like, whoa, what's a chase? And like, so you told him about that, and then he was like, oh, I wonder if there's any more, and he, like, moved another one, and there was another one behind it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I saw that right away, and I was like, ooh. And, like, you were, I think, talking to, like, the Funko person who, like, was greeting people. Yeah. Because they were just like, oh, like, how's your day going? And, so, and you're like, oh, good. And I was just like, I see the chase. And I just started speed walking off. Oh, because they had to. guy? Uh, No. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't mm. think so. But I was, but I was just like, I see the chase. And I just started like speed walking around because you had to walk all the way around the room to get to the line. Yeah. So I just like, I was like, oh, I have a lot of ground to cover. I'll be back. And I just started speed walking off and you were like, oh, yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then I got it. So I was yeah. like, yay. And they also did in the pin bazaar, they gave away these awesome power line power pins. Line. Yeah. From oh, the- power lines. <laughs> <laughs> because and it's glittery. And yeah, it's glittery. I didn't know that from the promo images. So it was uh, very sparkly and fun. Mm-hmm. And we had to, uh, you had to spend like fifteen dollars to get that. Yeah, which we did a couple times. <laughs> well, you did, and then like I did later then. that night, I bought and you bought the rear window, rear window game that they came out with. I got one. And then Saturday night, we went to the Goofy movie. Got two more for yeah. free. <laughs> so we ended up with, like, four of those Powerline pins. Now we can trade. <laughs> uh, they're for pin trading now. Um, Next year, we actually have to go to the pin trading bazaar, because we didn't this year. Yeah, it's, like, in a whole other building. That's in the Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah. Which I've never been to for... I've never been to for Gen Con. Yeah. I have been for a sport event, but I've not been for Gen Con. Mm-hmm. But uh, Goofy Movie was a theme for Funko this weekend. Yeah. Because they were releasing the Goofy Movie game. And there was also a special reason, which we will get to tomorrow night when we get there. When we get to Saturday. No, tomorrow. You have to keep listening. 48 hours. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we're, we're, it's going to be like tomorrow by the time well, we get there. Well, let's, let's talk about the first Funko event first that we did. From last year? Uh- no, from this year. Oh, okay. I was get oh Funko. I, yeah. For some reason, thought you said Funko Verse, and I was like the first Funko Verse. We only did one. I get you. I mean, well, I before you, before we got Funko Verse, we played one little game uh, after we bought the Universal Monsters one. We bought we played another game at the Marriott. At the Marriott, <laughs> because there was nice little space to sit down and chill out, and we just played there, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. Paul, what did you do Friday day before? Yeah. Before. Yeah, before. yeah, before the event in the evening. Um, I had one other event scheduled um, earlier that day, and I 
I always go, well, I always for two years now. It's not really like always yet, I guess, but, um, I go down with a buddy who, um, is a very big, uh, Star Realms and Hero Realms player. Okay. Um, bigger into the Star Realm side of things. Um, and so he always plays in those events. So I signed up for the Hero Realms event which um, was Friday afternoon. And the, those events, at least the ones that I always sign up for, they always have multiple events. But the ones yeah. that he always signs up for, and I, I like to participate in as well, I think it's kind of a cool thing, is um, called the, I think it's the Legends events. Uh, yes, Le- Legends? I don't know. I could be mistaken. Don't, don't quote me on that. But, um, essentially what happens is like you play through and it's, it, it's a quick little game, quick little deck builder where you're just like heads up, you know, going against the other player, uh, across from you. And you play some rounds of Swiss and then they cut to the top eight and then they do best two out of three games for the next three rounds. And the winner of those events. Um, not only gets, I mean, there's cool stuff for like top eight and then top four, top two, and then the, the winner gets a, a cool trophy. But I think the coolest part about it is then they also, um, create a card of you to put in their next set That's of cool. the game. So they work with you to like come up with like what your character would be, what like faction you would fit in and, and all of that. And so, um, those are really cool little events with cool prizes and stuff. So um, I, I participated in that one, and I ended up losing in the first round of Swiss, which oh. you, you can come back from that, but it's, like, it's not it's fantastic. Hard. Yeah, just because of the way it works with, like, the the stuff. You really have to win, like, all the rest of your games. Sure. And so then I proceeded to... Um, my my friend always comes or always finds a group of people that he plays with online and stuff because both of those uh, things, Star Realms and Hero Realms, are apps that you can have on your phone or your computer, those kinds of things. Um, and he always, you know, hangs out with the people that he plays with online who are all really good, you know, play hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games. Um, and I proceeded to have to go through the gauntlet of three of his friends in the next three rounds and ended up beating them all. No and way. Putting, yeah, and putting them all, like, pretty much out of it. <laughs> and then I proceeded to lose the last round of Swiss well. and, and tie. Uh, and I think I ended up I, – I either ended in ninth or tenth place. It was, like, really close, like, on the wow. edge there. Um, and so I, I missed the cut, but of course had to take out all of these other people on the way just cause I, I got some really like, if I'm going of, down, you're all coming down. With yeah. It was just one of those. Um, that's great. And so, yeah, I played in that. Um, I think he made the top eight, but did not end up winning this one. I think he got, I, he ended up playing in the top two. We, we left cause, um, uh, we had the, the Funkoverse tournament the, to go to. And so we were like, yep, we're going to go grab food and then go to that. So, um, so there's no, so what I'm hearing is there's no Paul Watson card coming out for that game. Oh, not yet. I'm not that good at that game. Not yet. Oh, <laughs> I like that answer. 
I'm, I'm coming. I'm there coming. will be. There will be a Paul Watson card <laughs> in this game. Yep. Check back. That's next my. Year. Yeah, yeah. That's my goal. <laughs> stay tuned for next year's Gen Con episode <laughs> where we announce the Paul Watson card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then uh, I think we met up with you guys after that. Funkoverse. Funkoverse. Yeah. So if you listened to the last episode, well, if you don't want spoilers, go listen to it right now. Pause this episode. Go back and listen to the Funkoverse. Yeah, listen to the whole two hours of it and then come yeah. back. Yeah, real quick. You're already you're already here for, what, an eight-hour show, a <laughs> ten-hour show? So, yeah, I mean, what's the difference? What's two more hours? Um, but we were the world champions of Funk. The three people right here in this cast were the three world champions of Funkovers. Team Dice Time. Team Dice Time. First ever world champions. Sadly, that is all we are now. Yeah. We are just the first world well, champions. Well, the first downhill thing is that they were only doing teams of two this year. Yeah, that was really the beginning of the end. So, uh, because we didn't yeah. get all three of our teammates. Team Dice Time had to break apart a little bit. So, of yeah. course, we weren't going to win. Yeah. We needed everybody. We didn't it was have a, the integrity of our team. It was a team effort. <laughs> and we were missing Paul from the team this year. That's right. Cheated did a lot of work uh, last year. That's, yeah. You missed that this year. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I played with one of my friends that uh, hung out during the weekend. Um, his name is EJ. Um, he EJ. actually, yeah, yeah he doesn't... Um, he hasn't played in a lot of uh, events um, the past couple of years at Gen Con because he used to be big into the HeroScape community. Well, he's, I think he still is involved in the HeroScape community, but used to be big that they'd have big tournaments and stuff of HeroScape at Gen Con, from what I understand. And so... And you just um, do that all, all the days long. Yeah. Him That's and fair. I think his brother were like really big into that scene for a long time, and now... Um, it's not at Gen Con anymore, so oh, they um just like yeah, they, they, they made their own like little convention like Skate Con or something I think where oh, they just fun. go like just go and play that and so they just separated it out a little bit so um he just kind of wanders around with us and I was like hey you want to come play <laughs> and this was, is a great convention to wander though it, yeah it is oh like no, if we it really have is. If we haven't said it enough, this is like the best convention to just wander. You will yeah, find it's, stuff to do. You will find your next favorite game. I mean, that's like sounds invaded. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like that's one of the reasons why I keep my schedule pretty open and don't play things like a full day of Legion is because I can walk the vendor hall for four days straight and still continue to find new and interesting things that I want to check out and try and yeah, or demos or whatever it might be. Some demos that I was like, I was like itching to go back and play the demo again because I was like, I want to play that game again because I want to see if I can do something else. (laughs) So the other thing that they did was they did drafts a little different this year. Mm-hmm. Because there was only teams of two, there was only one copy of each character instead of two. And they did, I liked this part, they did a snake draft. So, whoever got number one, we all picked numbers as we uh, came in. Whichever, and it was like one per team instead of one yeah, per player. Yeah, yeah. So, team number one got to go up and grab their first pick. Then two, three, four, all the way through 24... I think. I think so. Yeah, I think they're 24 or 20-something. I think 24. 
Um, cause I think we were like 14. Mm-hmm. We were like in the middle. Yeah. We were like right in the middle, which I'm fine with. Um, they then go all the way through 24 and then 24 circles back and they're the first ones to pick their second character. Mm-hmm. And then it snakes all the way back down to number one. And I honestly think that it's the most fair way to draft. I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. If, you know, on teams of two, mm-hmm. like I prefer, I, I like, I don't know, I don't know if I preferred, but I liked last year where you had the luck of the draw and then there was still two of every character. So, yeah, but it did take a while. Last oh, it did year. take a long time. So that's, that's true. That's probably why they altered that a little bit too, is to move it on a little faster. Yeah. So team dice time, because we got the name because we were two of the three. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. returned, but we did not have Thanos. Thanos was gone by the time we got up there for the first time. Yeah. And I was honestly terrified for the team that I heard him end up on finally. <laughs> Doc Brown. Oh, yeah. Doc Brown and yeah. Thanos. I was so not good. excited to play against them. <laughs> and we didn't have to. And then we didn't have to. <laughs> um, And I honestly expected them at the final table, and they surprisingly did not make it. Yeah. They lost right before the semifinal. Um, but our team was the Invisible Man and Black Widow. Yep. We thought we were going to get a third character because the thing said that we would still, we would be two players but with three characters. So we were also going to get bugs. L- like literally up until we were in line to pick characters, we thought we were getting three characters. So did they. Yeah. And then we go through the first line we get our first character and like most of the way through they're like hey actually just two and we're like oh okay (laughs) see i didn't even i didn't even hear that so i was under the impression the entire time until we were like playing that we were gonna have three characters and i even thought that after the first round i was like maybe now we're gonna get our third character (laughs) (laughs) no so so our team was Team Dice Time with Invisible Man and Black Widow. Paul, what was your Nijay's team? So I, I guess first I have to preface this with um, EJ walked into that room not knowing how to play the game. Sure. Like never played it before, you know, had no idea of how to play. Um, and so the the event is labeled as an expert level event when you so we're we're yeah we're sitting down at the table i didn't know that yeah yeah last year there were a lot of people that hadn't played i was like hey hey here's the rule book like quick take a quick look but it's pretty simple like the the basic mechanics are pretty simple in the game right i guess it makes sense since it goes kind of fast yeah a little bit yeah and then i heard the person sitting next to me um say something along the lines of that, that it's an expert level event. And I was like, oh yeah, it, it is labeled as an expert level event. I looked it up quick <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> I was like, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, they don't, so, they don't, the people like who run it don't run it like an expert level event. No. Not to say no. that it's not like well organized. Cause it's very, it was very well organized. Oh yeah. It just, they don't, they don't like exclude people that don't, play the game yeah well who haven't played the game so i mean it doesn't feel like you're not welcome there i mean i will say a little bit of a spoiler alert um 
it is an expert level event now, apparently. So, <laughs> um, depending yeah. on who shows up, it can be an expert level event. Yes. <laughs> so, so EJ and I were sitting there talking. He's like, "Who's good?" I was like, "Man, I I don't know. Um, I just know." <laughs> Which is the same conversation we all had last year. Yeah. Right. I essentially just told him I was like, "Here's the people that I played against last year that I thought were really good," and I mentioned like the Night King. From Game of Thrones. Um, who else did I mention? I mentioned um, that I Jones. thought I, Iron Man was going to be pretty good because of his, like, just the extra actions he could get. Um, I talked about, yeah, like Jaws being very tanky. I talked about Doc Brown being able to flip the cooldown track if you have a big hitter, like, with him. So, like, I just threw out a couple characters that I felt, like, Thanos, Kool-Aid Man, obviously those are very strong ones, right? Like, mm-hmm. I threw out those. Um, and I just kind of left it at that. And so we went up there, and we were clueless on, on what to pick. And so we ended up grabbing the Night King. <laughs> and so then on our Solid way... Solid choice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so he, was, he was a good pick. Um, he has got some good range damage and then has some little, you know, undead that he can be annoying with. Mm-hmm. And so on the way back, I was like, hey, let's just find someone who matches the tokens on the Night King. So he, the Night King has, I want to say it's blue and, no, gray, gray and yellow? Gray and yellow. Yes. And so we found another character who also had a gray and yellow token, and that was uh, Severus Snape. And so what ended up being accidentally really good, we had a very good ranged attack group of characters there with the two of them. And then with the matching tokens, we were able to do whatever abilities we wanted, you know, extra. Um, And Snape has some good supporting abilities um, that he comes base with. And then the Night King was kind of like the heavy hitter um, when when needed to be. Um, so, yeah, uh, accidentally had a pretty solid team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I listened to what you guys got and everything, and I was like, oh, wow, this was a really good team. So they did like they did last year where you played a bonus, like a, a freebie first round, just to decide the order of who would get items. Mm-hmm. So we played against uh, the team we played in our first round was uh very hard um, oh i loved them though they i were, loved them yeah, they, no, they were, were they were so nice they haven't played a lot of funko verse and they had t-rex and jaws yeah that was such a cool combo i yeah. was i was terrified of that and it was a really good combo it works really well together and we almost beat them but was, I forgot at like one point. Yeah, it was one point. Mm-hmm. And the only reason is I forgot that if you end your turn next to T-Rex, he gets a free challenge on you. Mm-hmm. And oh, that, yikes. yeah. And that honestly started the downward spiral. That was, we couldn't win anymore Yeah, because he knocked me down and then we couldn't score. And so, yeah, it became a whole thing. And, and then they just barely scored on us at the end. Yeah. yeah. And that was, and that was it. Uh, I, I traced our defeat back to that moment. Yeah. Because I was like, we we had we had an all right strategy and everything was going good. And then that happened. And then it was like, no. Well, 
Well, because we didn't know they were going to do it a little differently, too, where they were going to add up your points from oh, yeah. each round. I don't love that. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the, there were a lot of things that they did differently this year that I thought were good. And then that was one of the things I didn't like that much. Yeah. I mean, like, I get it, though. But eh, it just, I don't know. Yeah, because it felt then, weird to like if you won your first game, but then like you could you could tie on the second game, and then you could lose because like your opponent got a better opponent the first time, and you had a really yeah. tough first game. Mm-hmm. So it was like I don't know. So like yeah, you could be doing more really, luck stuff. You could be doing really well in your second round, and like you could win in your second round, but if you had like one less point from the last round, then there was no chance of you winning unless you were able to really just get a lot of extra points. Right. You'd have to like blow your opponent out of the water would be your only chance to win. Yeah. So, uh, which is basically what we had to face on our actual round one, but the item that we got from our bonus round one was, uh, we got fog juice. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, fog juice is an item that just gives you another gray token. And we were a gray and blue team. So we ended up having three grays and two blues. Uh, which was good. If there was an item in the game that gave us a free blue token, I would have taken that first, though. That's fair. Because uh, one blue token was always going to Invisible Man every turn for sneaking. Yeah, you did You did love to sneak. Uh, Invisible Man loves to sneak. <laughs> His whole thing was that you cannot see Invisible Man unless you are adjacent to him. Right. So I was almost ready to step up against Paul's team, which was all ranged <laughs> and then be like hey you can't actually hit me, <laughs> you, can't see me. you can't see me john cena <laughs> uh but we did not so but uh we so we lost to jaws and, and t-rex and then we also lost our following round to jd we played jd yeah good game uh, not fast. For us. <laughs> <laughs> fast game uh he played uh they played captain america and wonder woman and uh, they smoked us at leaders. Yeah. It was a... Uh, that game was not... It's close. <laughs> that was not a close game. <laughs> so, uh, spoiler, we are not the world champions this Correct. year. <laughs> we are not the world champions this year. But Paul didn't lose his first round. No, he didn't. So there's hope. Maybe Paul is the world champion. <laughs> yeah, Paul, what, we, did your, um, what item did you get, and how did your first two rounds go? Um, so the, the first round that was just for like item picks, right? Like we, um, I forget who the other character was that we fought. Um, it was Peter Pan, who is gross, by the way. He just hops around to objectives and takes those. Um, thought we were going to lose right away at the beginning of that one. Um, just based on him being able to pop up wherever he wants on the board and just get the objective and then bail again. Um, but, uh, the other character was, is it like Swamp Thing or something? Oh, the, the, the creature. The thing, the creature. Yes, the creature. Yeah. Um, cause he can put like tunnels out, right? And he pops, yep. he can like pop. Yeah. So their team had like a lot of movement shenanigans. Tons of mobility there. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a really interesting team to, to face. We ended up being able to squeak it out. It was like six to five, I think, um, points wise. So it was really close at the end. Um, we were able to get, uh, I was, I think, 
I, and I guess I don't even know. Maybe there's some experts listening that could tell me if I'm wrong or not, but I was ending up doing some cheeky things by body blocking Peter Pan from popping onto objectives, um, by leaving my skeleton guys, my undead guys on top of them. So that way he couldn't spawn on them, um, essentially protecting them from Peter Pan, um, coming back on top of them, flying around. So, um, so we got that. So we went and got our item again. We're like kind of clueless on what to pick. And we ended up picking something that just worked phenomenally with our stuff, which was, um, uh, Felix Felicis, the, um, the Harry Potter like luck potion. Um, and what it does is when you are doing a challenge action, you just get to set one of your dice, um, that you would roll to a crit and then roll the rest of them. And so, yeah, really, really good. So we were able to, um, we were able to put that, we put that on Snape because he had a, a lower amount of dice that he rolled on his ranged attack. So the Night King could still hit you with a three dice challenge. And then if, um, Snape then goes with his range challenge, he can just hit you with one automatic crit plus whatever else he rolls on the one extra die. Um, could be very, you know, just very, very powerful. Um, and it was every time we used it, it was phenomenal. Um, so yeah, we, we got that as our item and it kind of carried us along our next round. I forget. Um, we played against a character that has a detachable arm. Uh, Sally. Sally. Yes. Um, and uh, again, here, I, I know very little about Funko clearly because I don't even know what all the characters are. Um, you were there. And then you're a world champion. Yeah. Is that who we played? Did we play Sally? Yes, we played Sally, and then we played what was the other character on that team? Maybe one of the Golden Girls. I can't help you with this one, but I'm sorry. <laughs> yep, sorry. I mean, and no, it wasn't Rose. Spoiler, that's later. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we were playing. We were playing leaders on that one, which is yeah, that's the second round, right? That's what you guys were just talking about. And so yep. we had Severus Snape as our leader with the Felix Felices, and he was able to one-two punch and just kill their leader with our leader um, with that with that potion it, he he was able to use the potion on one challenge um to do an auto crit and then rolled into i think just like another hit so like four successes um and then he was also right next to the character and so he was able to use snape's other really powerful attack which is i think a four dice challenge if you're right uh. next to them so went back to back into that and just knocked out their leader in one go. Um, Gross. yeah, really, really, really strong. Um, so yeah, that was, that was our leader win. And then you, you said you guys, you guys lost the leader round. We lost the leader round. So we were already out. Yeah. So then some world champs we are. <laughs> <laughs> so the next round we played. So everyone keeping track at home, just real quick. Um, so Paul, by himself, with his friend who has never played Funkoverse before, got further 
than <laughs> the both of us two previous world champions did. So um before everyone thinks that uh Paul carried us last year, he uh did. no. <laughs> it was a team effort. Paul didn't I've... win this year. <laughs> if Paul Spoilers. won this year, then it then yes, he would have carried us. Spoiler, Paul didn't win this year. Sorry. I I did not win this year. Um no, I, I and I honestly don't think I was the reason we won last year that by any means, but um, yeah, Thanos was really good. Uh, for Thanos, sure. and then all of us, I, I know that there were moments that all of us had a, an idea or a plan that the other two didn't see right away. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and for sure. That was part of the fun of all three of us playing together, was we all got to see these moments and be like, oh, we can do that. And then what was it? The one, we did that all the way throughout, and then the one time during like the championship final game, right, we all kind of looked at each other and were like, yeah, oh, we all saw oh, the moment God. happen. <laughs> and we were all like, oh. <laughs> The big Thanos move. Yeah. Um, Okay, so back to this year. um, What was this? Round three, technically. Um, We played against... Don't know these characters. um, uh, Helpful. A a dude in a wheelchair with, like, his brain exposed. Is that... uh, uh, Dr. Zink? 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 Oh, shit. Oh, you look like a fake Nightmare Before Christmas fan now. Finkelstein. Finkelstein. <laughs> yes. Funny. Yeah. You got the doctor, right? Uh-huh. I said, <laughs> I said Fink. Yeah, you did. You had it right. Continue. And so um, it was him and Ron. Oh, that's a good team. Which, yeah. Ron's which, a good character. Yeah, Ron is really good, a, a really good supporty character um, that can do quite a bit, um, especially with another character who has a little ally token, um, because yep. Ron lets everybody on your team take another like action, which includes those little support characters. So really... Um, Really quite strong um, combination there, which then uh, we were able to to get again with that that combination of Snape hitting with that automatic crit was just proved to be too much, and we were able to knock them out. Um, one of uh, an interesting play during one of the turns of that is I had two. Um, two of the little undead tokens out for the Night King. And I was able to... The the Night King lets you activate them at the end of his, like, activation. You get to activate your skeleton or undead tokens um, and either do a move or an attack with them. And Uh then he has an ability that if you put the, like, spend the yellow token that you have, you can move them two spaces and attack with them. And, and these are just one dice attacks when, or challenges, um, when you do them. And so on one of my turns, I had both of the tokens out and I proceeded to do that ability with a yellow token twice. So move and attack with them each. So one die each and then did it again, one die each. And then ended my turn and did another one die each attack. So attacked with six individual 
dice attacks and ended up, uh, I think I knocked out, uh, one of the people on their team and then had the other one laying on the ground and had knocked out the, their ally token all <laughs> in that turn with just the little undead tokens roaming around. Um, doing silly stuff so that was that was an interesting i was like well i can't really do anything else i'm out of range and <laughs> all that and just made these little tokens run around and do everything for me so that was a that was a funny little moment in that in that game that paid off huge because i think two of those six attacks uh ended up being critical <laughs> so it was just sometimes you turn the need. tide of funk over battle yeah, it was a uh, it was a good time. So we won that one. Um, that was that was a good game. It was close. Like they were able to get a lot of points early because of Ron's ability to give extra action. So that one was interesting too. Um, and then so you guys took Ron out of the out of the final. Yeah, yeah. And then we went into the semifinal round. So one round before the big battle royale that they like to do at the end of the uh the events here and um i learned uh a lot in that round <laughs> one is that there are some people who like i mentioned earlier have some sweaty sweaty combos and the other thing that i learned is that this company is not worried about balance. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that the team that they had, and I said this during our game, I was like, I said, I don't think you're cheating. It just feels bad. Yeah. <laughs> because it feels bad. Yeah. That combo feels really bad. Um, Iron Spe- especially if you don't play the game all that much. Um, I- Iron Man and Rose. And essentially what happens is, I mean, your characters, you're playing two on two like we were for this event. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a round, your team is getting four actions. That's the That's the base, right? Every once in a while, you can get up to, you know, a, an extra action or two or something during to get up to like six or something. Um, for for those of us in games, we know, right, action economy is yeah. usually a very good thing to have, right? Same thing in like Legion. If you have extra activations on your opponent, you can just go and go and go without them being able to respond. It can be very good. Um yep. Without boring too much of the details of all how the combo works and all of that, uh, essentially, it is not uncommon in one turn for that or one round for that pair, just the two of them, to have 12 activations between the two of them. So they are. Yeah, 12 actions. Sorry, 12 actions. Um, So they are tripling what you normally get in a round. Um, and there's just not a whole lot you can do about that. I mean, we gave it a go. I mean, there was one point early that I was ready to just be like done with the game. Um, (laughs) like I said, sweat and salt, we ran into the sweat and I got a bit salty. Um, (laughs) so yeah, it was, it, it just felt, it just feels really bad that combo. And, um, well, 
Yeah, and and the original like full team, and I had learned about some of the like quote unquote meta teams uh, over the course of being in that Funkoverse Discord since last year, and I knew that that was the number one combo that I was going to be looking out for because the third character that goes on that team is Hagrid. Yeah, but that's a full three team, so it's Hagrid, Iron Man, and Rose, and the item which they were also able to secure was the basketball. Which yes, is, which with all the dice that they roll, even when they challenge, even when Iron Man challenges himself, for any crit that they roll, they get to bring co- bring tokens back faster. Yeah. So it, it's a really really nasty combo. That, and Iron uh, Man I'm, does that, that I'm already. Upset that none of the other sweaty people that were there uh, decidedly went out of the way to break up so that that wouldn't happen, oh, but yeah, it still it happened. Really, it all lined up for them. Yeah, and they weren't even, like, first or last. They were just kind of in the middle, and they got it. They got the exact setup they needed, and no one stopped them. Yeah. It's, yeah. uh, it, that, that's a, it's, it's, again, one of those things where it just, like I said, it's, it doesn't feel great when you run up into that combo. And the thing is, is, again, I learned about the balance piece of it, right? That combo could be not completely removed from the game, but make it much more manageable with the change of one or two words. Yeah. Like on, on, on their rules uh, and how it plays out. So it's one of those things that could easily be changed, but I just don't know that they will because it's not that kind of a they game. They don't do erratas really. Right. I don't yeah, know that not, they've done erratas for the game. Yeah. And I, and I get that. Like, I'm not, I don't have any issues with that. It's just with events like that, you have to, if you're going to go into an event like this, you need to know all that stuff, which is just different, different than what I was expecting from year one into year two. Yeah. Year one, there was, I, I felt like there was almost no little to no sweat, uh, yeah, or, like really. no meta was going on i mean ron and night king i think were on the same team with jd i think they had ron um, and night king and or no 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 night king it night was king daenerys team. right yeah daenerys because she also she had the yeah she had the dragon tokens that yeah ron that was giving out. extra actions to yeah i was yeah quite that good. was about as meta as it got and yeah. you know they made it to the final and so that's expected but yeah. Anyway, uh, well, while you were out winning, we were training. Because <laughs> uh, we had decided we were just going to stick around and play Funkoverse with anyone who wanted to also play. Um, and there, and around the time that me and uh, that Tristan and I were like, yeah, we'll just kind of hang out. and Maybe we'll go talk to some people real quick and then, like, we'll play a game or something. There's this little kid, like, waist high. Who like turns around and he's just like, do, do you guys want to play with me? And I'm like, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. How can we say no to that? <laughs> Him and his dad had gotten knocked out like the same round that we did, and they also just like wanted to hang out and play. So yeah, so we set up at one of the empty tables. Just went to town. Yeah, um, the Funko staff brought us over like some extra characters like two extra characters to play with so we each got three characters well they actually brought us all the characters that were undrafted oh yeah and then said go ahead and draft a third one yeah 
And so their team that they had before was, uh, I think, Quint and Sophia? I think so. And then they drafted yeah. LeBron James? Yeah, because the little kid was like, LeBron James. Okay, so yeah, the, yeah, because I think, unless they drafted LeBron and then they drafted Quint or Sophia, I don't remember. But that was the third one they drafted. And then we drafted... Dumbledore. I'm so glad you Dumbledore. said. I was about to say Gandalf. Oh, <laughs> like really? It's, yeah, because I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Uncultured. Yeah, I know. Um, but I've seen all the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, because I showed them to you last yeah, but I've, year. But I've seen them all now, so I can't be uncultured. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we drafted Dumbledore, and we had a, a fun little team of Black Widow, Dumbledore, and Invisible Man versus Sophia. Uh, Quint, the hunter from Jaws, and LeBron James. Yeah. And that was a fun team. And we had a fun little game. Uh, as the rounds were going on, they were still, like they did last year, they were giving prizes to all the people that had played in that round. And then that were, and giving prizes to the people that were still in. Yeah. Uh, the round that we got knocked out, which was the prize that we, so the first prize that we weren't getting, because we were out. Golden dice. Yep. Anyone that knows who I am knows that I am a sucker for gold tacky stuff. And gold dice is the coolest, like, one of the coolest prizes that could have been given out for me. And I was salty. <laughs> I was like, I cannot believe I missed out on these gold dice. That's I'm going to have to try and see if I can, like pawn them off Paul or something or Paul's friend who doesn't play. <laughs> I need a set of these. And so while we're sitting there playing our 3v3 and we're and I'm stewing in my salt, and I'm like, oh man, I, I missed out on a gold dice. Gosh. And I'm kicking myself and I'm like, oh man, if only we got a different like matchup or if we had a different team or something. And I'm like sitting there like going through all that while also just trying to play a fun casual game. Um one of the Funko reps comes over with, like, a bag of bags of dice. Yeah. And just sprinkles one in front of each of us, and he's like, oh, no, these bags of dice are falling all, every, all the, over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, looked at us, looked away, and then walked off. <laughs> yeah. And uh, all my salt was gone in yeah. that exact moment right there. Mm-hmm. And I was having that, fun again. That fixed <laughs> The whole thing. <laughs> and then that game was, like, probably the funnest game that we played. Oh, easily. Yeah, because... <laughs> there was a lot of back and forth, and it was just very laid back. Plus, there, yeah, there was no pressure. Like, yeah. we already were, we're done out. trying to defend our world championship. We didn't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> so we were just able to play with the kid and have fun. Yeah. And um, the... Yeah, the Funko Games staff is amazing. They're awesome. Um, it was a lot of the same people that they had last year, plus like a couple new people. Mm-hmm. And um, like some of them definitely remembered us from last year. We had uh, so many people recognized us, and yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh. And um, they like multiple different people. Like they kept bringing us over, like the prizes. We got most of the prizes. We got everything that you were supposed to get. Aside from, like, the, the grand, grand prize. prize. Yeah. Because um, then the next round, the semifinal round, was the gold bride. Yeah. The, the gold. bride of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. 
and a gold shovel. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's cool. And then I thought, well, they're probably not going to give us those. I'm, and I was like, I'm content with the gold dice. Yeah. And then, sure enough, Here as the come. round, yeah, they walk over to our table. We're still playing, and they're just it's like, oh no, look, stuff falling out of my hands. This is crazy. Whoa. <laughs> uh, and I was just like, man, just they're awesome. Honestly, they just really liked that we stuck around and were playing. Yeah. And I knew that that was, I knew I wanted to stay till the end of the event already because uh, last year's event was so awesome and they were so great with prize support and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then this year they were like, in the, in the description, they said like, even if you get knocked out, feel free to stick around. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you telling me I'll get, there's, there, <laughs> are you telling me there's more fun even if I lose? <laughs> Either in swag format or in fun format, right? I will stay. You've convinced me, and we were like, so we, so yeah, we got knocked out round one, and then we stayed to the end of the thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Then we watched the final game with everybody, uh, the battle royale, which you can go watch that game on JD's stream because stream the whole thing. I even streamed part of it because JD's phone was dying and oh, yeah, he had he to did. play. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was I was guest hosting it for a moment. Yeah. Um, and Iron Rose uh, took the day. So, yeah, it was a very, very, well, there were moments in the final round where I thought, you know, maybe the underdog Morty and Morty and Marty would win. I was pulling for the, I always pull for the underdog team. Me too. Paul does too. No offense yes. to the sweatier teams. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not, well, it's not as fun if you take the, the most competitive list and then the most competitive list wins. It's more fun to watch. The underdog movie. Yeah. You know? It's more fun to watch the underdog come in and be like, you're the big bad guy that's supposed to win, but I'm gonna win, ha! <laughs> it's more fun. So, we, so yeah, we're rooting for underdog teams, but then Iron Rose took the day. And, uh, you know, that's still guys from the Funko Discord, and I still love all those guys, so. Yeah, and, like, there were just other people that we had met last year that were there, too, like... Chong. Our, yeah, like our friend Chong, Yeah. He's he's a super cool dude. He was just like he came by himself last year and this year, and still got to play because he found people. Yeah, he was part of the uh, Game of Thrones Winter is Coming team last year yes. that we played. Yeah, that team was rough. That's where Paul learned about the Night King. Yeah, yeah, he was real good. And he's the one that gave me the uh, Jack Skellington prototype so to match my Oogie Boogie one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he's a super nice dude. Uh, I was gonna say he was one of the first people to recognize us. Well, he was, and it was so funny. He was, yeah, he was first in line, and we were like second or third or whatever. And the rep or whatever was like, "Are you guys here for Funkovers?" And like, we're like, "Yeah." And and uh, Chong turns around and he's just like, "Yeah, they won last year." (laughs) (laughs) And we were just like, "Hey, bud, what's up?" Well, because we had like we were a little behind him, and I was like, "I think that." that guy we met last year but yeah. i'm not sure and you were like yeah, and that, yeah, i don't know and, then, and him saying that confirmed it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah we just had it we, we had a blast catching up with him and talking with him mm-hmm. and then he ended up playing on the game next to us yeah and then they got knocked out round one too yeah sad day but then he stayed yeah. and chatted with us and he just hung out with us for almost the whole event if not the whole thing yeah pretty much yeah so that was awesome so uh overall, Funko vs. event. Chef's kiss. Yep. Amazing as always. Would do again next year. Will do again next year. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I think that brings Friday to a close. And we're only 2.13 in. <laughs> uh, don't worry, Sunday is like a pretty low-key day, so. I was going to say, my next two days are pretty quick. So. <laughs> we'll, we'll make ours pretty quick, too. We got one main thing we got to talk about, but for we'll make everything Saturday. else quick. Yeah. yeah, for Saturday. 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 Paul, run us through your quick Saturday. Um, I had no events scheduled. I left it open in case I had won one of the... Um, Civ games. Yeah, the Civ game ones, in case I wanted to do that. Um, but also, because originally my plan was, it's Thursday and Friday, we're going to be, I was hanging out and doing stuff, and then my wife was going to come over the weekend. And so I also left that open just so we could do stuff. We could go check out the vendor hall, that kind of stuff. Well, my wife was down the whole time, and her brother lives um, pretty close to Indianapolis there. And mm-hmm. um, he has three kids, and so... Um, my wife was staying with him while Gen Con was going on. And so Saturday, she ended up bringing uh, both of my nephews in uh, to Gen Con uh, just to show them kind of what we were doing and hang out with us for a little bit. And so we actually walked around the vendor hall with them for quite a long time, um, played a fun little game called Catapult Feud, which I ended up buying like right away <laughs> that just sounds it was great fun. just a name um, it's it, you it's like little plastic blocks that you build your little castle with and put your guys up on the walls and then you have um these plastic catapults that fling rubber balls across the table at the other person's castle that they built trying to knock over the people that are inside of it very um you know silly and fun and whatever i was like well my kids are gonna like that so i'm gonna do that so <laughs> We obviously took my nephews over there, and the people were so nice there at that booth. Like, we just sat there and let them play it, play it for, like, uh, probably an hour. <laughs> just nonstop. They just, like, kept building. And then later on in the day, they wanted to go back. <laughs> and, um, we also spent a lot of time with them at the the booth where they have all the, like, the Lego minifigures and stuff like that. And oh, yeah. Brought- they brought a little money with them, so they picked out some Lego figures, and then cool. I, um, awesome. I bought, uh, we bought them, you know, some extra figures and accessories and whatever to go with their stuff. And, um, you know, I had fun. One of my nephews liked the little army guy that, uh, that booth had. And then mm-hmm. they had a little bits box that had like all the different like weapons and gear and stuff that you can give an army guy. And I was like, you're getting all of it. <laughs> so, That's awesome. um, yeah, no, it was a good time doing that. Um, and then, um, it, the other thing that they really enjoyed too, which just was a happenstance as we were walking around is we went over to where the like Warhammer, um, games workshop like stuff was, uh-huh. um, in, in the, the play area. So games workshop has like, a huge line of tables that just have bits everywhere. They have a bunch of different like pieces that are left over from people that they just dump out on the table. Um, and they have clippers there that you can clip stuff out if you want it. They have little files that you could sit there and work on it. And they have tons of paints just laying out too. If you wanted to put something together and just paint it. And it, I mean, heavy breathing it, intensifies go on. 
I'm I'm I don't I don't know if this is accurate or not. Maybe I was stealing a bunch of stuff, but from my understanding, it's <laughs> it was like a free for all. Like you could just come and take whatever you wanted or probably with whatever you wanted. Um, I mean, they're, they're leftover bits that I think people just throw out there. Um, so have I collected. I told you, have I told you about my bonus 40k army called the Warped? No. So this was something, an, an army that I started making, uh, when my old game store used to sell just bits, like 40k bits for like pennies. Um, I would go in and every time I would go there, I would clip the bits of random stuff that would technically fit together and I would call it a figure and I'd buy it for like less than a dollar or maybe 50 cents or something and then go home and glue it together. And it was, and not all the pieces would have to be from 40 K because not all the pieces they sold were from 40 K. There was some like random, like Diddy Kong head that was somewhat, close to a space marine size uh and like mario characters and stuff that were in there and winnie the pooh (laughs) and i was like i'm i'm like stitching all this together into some cursed 40k figures and i'm calling it an army and so i'm and so the lore behind it was that it's these it's this new chaos god called sid toy story reference uh-huh. Who, uh, is, who, who was able to use his own chaos spawn to kill a group of something, and then he rips them all to shreds, and then pulls them into the warped, into the warp, stitches them together, and then poops them out into some other battle with some other force. They go suicide crazy, and, and kamikaze, you go kill all the enemies there, and then, like, kamikaze themselves, and then, he cuts all them apart, sucks them all back into the warp, and continues. And they're called the warped. <laughs> and uh, we, me and Josh, were setting it up to where we were going to have each of each unit or each character's stats were going to be rolled when they spawned. So it was just going to be complete random madness. And uh, that awesome. sounds uh, that next year I'm going to have to just dedicate a day to just making warped at Gen Con. Yeah, that's no. There was there was plenty of stuff that you could have done that and like piece stuff together. Although it wouldn't have been like perfect, you'd have to like work with it a little bit, whatever. But um, I pictures found, of the warped will now be in the video version. Yeah, I found some bits of stuff that I was like, oh, this could be some interesting stuff for like basing an army or whatever that people just kind of like left like these little plant things, and I found like tens of sprues like full of these little things i probably it's probably somewhere around like the 25 30 like sprues like little square sprues of all these things so i was just digging through the stuff looking for those and my nephews just sat there with the clippers like i showed them how to use the clippers and to clip stuff out and they were clipping things out and like putting like terrain pieces together with the glue that was hanging out there and i was like huh they're really into just hanging out and they like asked to go back later in the day just to go back to that table and like put more stuff out and build stuff. Yeah. Like they're really enjoying just putting things together. And I was like, huh, like interesting. And so, yeah, we had a good time at that table. And so, yeah, my, my nephews uh, hung out for 
a lot of that uh that day and then I think I'm I'm pretty sure it was Saturday that I said my wife kind of disappeared into the crafting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like room and um and, and we just kind of wandered around um didn't didn't have any events scheduled for for Saturday so just went back to the vendor hall and tried to check out some more games um that I was interested in um I it took me all weekend to get a demo of the game Northgard that I had looked. I was like, oh, it looks interesting. It's rated pretty high on Board Game Geek. Like, I want to try it out. And um, So, like, I was trying to go back to that booth on Saturday and never could quite get a table to sit down and demo it. And ah. so, like, I was trying that on Saturday. And um, we also just walked around and looked at, we looked at a lot of art on Saturday because um, I bought some art the previous year for our game room that we have in our house. And I was like, we probably are going to want some more art. You know, that's one thing I'll probably get a little bit of every time I go is just some artwork. Um, there's just some, yeah, there's just some really awesome, awesome artists that are there. Um, and a lot of different, what, mediums, too, that they use. Um so I'll talk about that when we get into Sunday a little bit, but um, so yeah. That, oh, good. That no, that was that was it. That was pretty much oh. it for. So we started our day by playing a game that I've played. I kickstarted, and Trista's never played. Spirit of Seventy Seven, which uh, mm-hmm. we won't go too long on it, but it was uh, it was very fun. Uh, if you've never heard of it, it's a very fun, laid back RPG set in your favorite 70s uh media mm-hmm. whatever it is it was inspired by like all things 70s so yeah this this guy put like a couple different like fantasy island and like a whole bunch of other 70s horror type things together and it was fun he made it yeah he made his i think he made his own adventure or he took one and tweaked it a bunch I'm not sure. I think, I think he made. I think he made it. Yeah, I think he made it. Um, but it was a a cruise ship, and something I'd not done in Spirit of Seventy Seven before. We all played as actual characters from like seventies media kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, you played as Snowman. Snow? No. Nah. I, I don't, don't know. I don't remember his. He was the character from Smokey and the Bandit. Uh. Snow something. Oh, shoot. I should have Googled it. I thought you'd just know. I uh, know. <laughs> um, there was a Nancy Drew. Uh, there was... Elvis. Well, I I was saving Elvis, but I was Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Snowman. I think that's his name. Cletus. Yeah. Cletus Snow. Otherwise known as the Snowman, so you played as Cletus. Yes, I did. Uh, and you were our good old boy, which uh, is a solid staple in a team of Spirit of Seventy Seven. Yeah, I, ha- I had the cool car. Well, because you can do so many cool things with the cool car. Yeah. Uh, and then we had uh, see a couple other characters, but I can't remember who they were. Some like reporter and. Oh, it was. Ah. Uh, we were not prepared for this part. No, I wasn't. I we almost for completely forgot it because I didn't take any pictures of this. Um, 
the team that we had was all, was pretty fun. We just had there was a couple people that weren't really into it. I guess there were five of us, and like two of them didn't really do very much. Kolchak. Say, oh, okay, yeah. Kolchak was one of the characters. Or say very much. Uh, the one guy just like he fell asleep at one point. Uh, yeah, there was one guy who literally just like fell asleep. Or was just like scrolling on his phone. And like, I haven't played very many games like that, but I don't know. Like, why? Why would you go to an event if you're just gonna like not do anything? Yeah, they. They were just kind of, I mean, sorry, if whoever those people are listening to this, I doubt it, but, uh, they just, I'm there was, sorry. well, there was, there was one guy that was just like, yeah, like checked out the entire time. And I don't know if it was like they were late and they were tired or they came to this event because they lost a bet. I don't know. <laughs> but us and Nancy Drew held it together. <laughs> Well, yeah. So, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a we had a good we had a roaring good time. Uh, and then after that, we met two legends from our childhood. Yep. We met. Go ahead. Oh me. Yeah, okay. you can tell them. No, no, I'm jealous. Can. So jealous. <laughs> uh, well, we met uh, Jason Marsden and Bill Farmer, the voices of Goofy and Max. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, they were just at the Funko booth during the day, so anybody who, want, who wanted to go meet them could meet them, and we yeah, got there. So they were signing stuff. Yeah, so they were signing stuff there. Um, I had a Goofy and a Max pop, so I had them sign that. And Trista had a pop of Danny from Hocus Pocus, who also had a tiny little Binks. Mm-hmm. And Jason Marsden was the voice of Binks the cat. So. So I had him sign that. And they uh, signed all those. The funny thing that happened during that was Bill Farmer uh, uh, smudged my autograph while he was writing it with my paint pen. So it's Bill Farmer, and it says and, and then he wrote Goofy, and the Y in Goofy is smudged, like, real bad. <laughs> and a normal collector would scream. <laughs> I was, and I probably would have too, but that this was Goofy. And I was like, you know what? If the real Goofy were signing an autograph, he would goof it up. So I was like, this is just more authentic to me now. (laughs) So I love it. I love it just the way it is. But Funko was holding a VIP event with them Mm -hmm. that had a whole panel, a meet and greet, and uh, you can get your photo with them. And then you got a signed copy of the Goofy movie game, yeah. which had which was premiering at Gen Con, and that was the reason they were there. They were there to promote the game. And so we came into the room, which was the room that we played Funko vs. in, because mm-hmm. they were hosting all their events out of that room, because why not? You have the room. Uh, and we were like, uh, I want to say the 10th or 11th people in line to get in there. Yeah. And we went and sat down. I just, like, picked a table kind of near where we started the night prior in Funkoverse, and I was like, yeah, we'll just sit here. And Trista's like, hey, look, right there, a table with two microphones and two chairs. I wonder who will be sitting there. (laughs) And I was like, you're right. And we went over and we sat, like, 
right up, like the yeah, seats we that were, were right, right next to where <laughs> they were. <laughs> and so like we you were, could probably reach out and touch them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the photos that should be playing right now in the video version should prove that because we had an awesome angle uh, to be taking pictures of them during this event. I couldn't have gotten a better angle. In fact, the Funko team that was taking pictures were taking pictures pretty much right next to us. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like, we're just like, oh, hey, you like these pictures? You want some, too? <laughs> um, and we got a couple of videos, some of them longer than others, just of them answering questions. I got the back, like, 17 minutes recorded. <laughs> yeah, they answered a lot of questions. They were super excited to be there. And, like... They were having a blast. Yeah. Um, super nice guys. Yeah. It was really awesome to talk to them and meet them. Uh, they were really nice with everybody. They took the time to really meet and talk to everybody. And the movie was playing mm-hmm. in the background while we were all playing the, the game. And at a certain point, the game is really fast. Yeah, It's fun, but you can crank that game out in like 15 minutes. Yeah. So it's a nice, quick, I don't have a whole lot of time game. I'm sure you could make it take a little longer if you took your time with it. Well, the thing is, it just takes one person to get to the concert. Yeah. And And then then the whole game is like, everyone has to get there now. But you can, yeah, you can get to the concert first and still not win. Yeah. Because I got there first, but I didn't win. You got close. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole game, the whole point of that game was to race across the country to the Powerline concert and not to miss it. Get the best seat in the house. You gotta get there before Powerline. You gotta there. get there before Powerline, and uh, I did not. Nope. <laughs> in our three-player game, I was the only one who didn't meet, who didn't make it to the concert. I was sad. <laughs> so you played as Max. Our friend our Rando played as PJ, and then I played as Bobby. Yeah. That was fun. The the other character you can play as is Roxanne. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Goofy and a Powerline figure that are, like, AI that are doing different things. Like, obviously, Powerline is the clock. Yeah. Goofy's just kind of there. There. He's there to, like, denote one game mechanic, and that's it. It would be weird if he wasn't. Honestly, it would, yeah. (laughs) They had to fit all those characters in somehow. But, yeah, they were playing the movie, which I wish they had played it on, like, kind of a bigger screen, maybe, or had more of, like, a viewing. But they did have it playing in the background, and then the actors, like, started doing some commentary for it. And based on what the event was advertised as, I thought we were going to get the full movie with their commentary. Yeah, and I was excited what, for that. Yeah. But then we didn't get that, and I was like, uh, well, okay. Mm-hmm. And they had to end up going somewhere, like, halfway through the movie, three-fourths of the way through the movie. Yeah. And it was fine. But So we wished them all goodbye. But um, while they were there and everyone's games were done, it really did just become everyone just sitting around and watching them, like, give commentary on the movie, which was awesome. Yeah. Fun fact, Bill Farmer and Jason Marsden's favorite part of a Goofy movie is Lester's Possum Park. Yeah. (laughs) They they love it. (laughs) I didn't know someone could love that scene so much, but they just loved it so much. So yeah, that was our, uh, that was our Saturday. Oh, okay. One quick thing that they did. Okay. There was a little hole in the wall. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there was a panel, there was a, a, a group, like some room next to us that was just playing random games. Like I don't even know who was owning yeah, that room, but doing. it was full and there were people playing it and they could hear what we had going on in our room. Yeah. Uh, like, 
And there was at one point after all the questions were done that uh, someone asked, they were like, can we have one goofy yell? And Bill <laughs> Farmer did the like, ah, like yeah. did that whole thing. And That's all awesome. of us cheered. We were like, yeah. And then after we were all done cheering, the next room over was cheering. Yeah. <laughs> and we all looked up. We were like, oh, hey, there's a hole there. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> Uh, but, that was um, favorite part. We did give out uh, dice time cards to some like Funko Games people, and to them. Yes. Oh, and and to the actors as well. So they could be listening to this right now. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> if you are, hi. And hi. Uh, Funko Games, you guys put on great events, and we love going to them. We would be your roadies if you went to other events. Yeah. Um, but we love to see a Gen Con every year and we'll buy tickets to pretty much everything you put on because everything you put on is gold. And it was no. funny too because we were like, because I noticed, I paid attention to who was at the Funko Verse event and then who was at the Goofy Movie event. And we're like really the only people that I noticed who were crossed over between both we events. Were, we were the crossover. Yeah. <laughs> we are the Funko game since. I don't know why I expected to see more people from like Funkoverse there, but I guess it's just like different crowds, maybe. Because we're just we're just Funko simps. That's yeah. Why. <laughs> that that will conclude Saturday. So we're no longer called Dice Time. We're going to be called Funko Simps. <laughs> next, next, uh, next episode. Are you ready for that, Paul? <laughs> yeah. Rebrand. Let's do it. All right, Paul. Let's, uh, let's quick, do just like the real Sunday. Gen Let's do like real Gen Con and we're just going to race through Sunday <laughs> and call it. Yeah, I, I guess I forgot that my wife did not come back on Sunday. She came forgot. home because. So I, I just forgot what order it happened in. So she, we did oh, like, okay. she did all of her shopping and got all of her artwork and stuff. Uh, Saturday. Saturday, I'm pretty sure. Then you've got nothing Sunday. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I just, I just walked around the vendor Much hall like some more and, and I bought some of my stuff that I wanted to buy. <laughs> um, went back and bought some games and things like that. But I was like, oh, wish I would have bought that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Sunday's a good deal day. Yeah, we were supposed to have, like, a demo or, like, a game that we played Sunday morning. We slept in. But, it, yeah, it was early, and, like, we were up really late the night before, and we just didn't make it. <laughs> but it was fine. Yeah. We In recompense, we, we went and the bought... Game. Yeah, yeah, in recompense, we went and bought the game anyway. Uh, Ruby Combat Ready. Combat Ready. Yeah. We went and bought it anyway, because we were like, well, we're going to buy it. Yeah. Unless we play the demo and we hate it, which was, like, not happening. <laughs> But we did play the the demo table that Modiphius had. Modiphius? Am I saying that right? Looks different on paper than I did than it is when I say it. But whatever. Um, their table that they had set up for Fallout Wasteland Warfare because I bought the game like two years ago and I've never played it. Mm-hmm. So I took the advantage of having someone who knows all the rules and having a table set up and figures painted, and I played the game. So Trista and I played a quick little game of Survivors versus Super Mutants, and that was fun. Outside yeah. of Nuka World, the demo guy was super nice. Um, we also gave cards to him. So, yep. what's up, dude? You're not listening, but if you are, <laughs> <laughs> and he can correct me, he can say like, "No, you're saying our company name wrong, and how dare you?" <laughs> Unless he was just a volunteer, and he's like, "I don't care. I'm yeah. not going. I'm not going back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we also played the the 
Butterfly. Butterfly. Fluttering, Fluttering Souls. Fluttering Souls. That's it. It's I was going like to go a, look for it. I was going to be like, quick, talk about it while I look for it. <laughs> it's like a little two-person game where you just like match up cards. and. It was this year's Gentle Rain. Yeah. Last year we had Gentle Rain was our calm little game to play just for just for time filling. Although this one actually has like competition. In yeah, it. this one is competing. <laughs> it's at co-op, but... It was like it was this year's gentle rain. Yeah, low key. So one one thing that I noticed about Gen Con in general this year is still all the distribution issues that companies are having getting product and all of oh, that. Oh yeah, because there AMG were so- didn't have their uh, demo tables set up on Friday or uh, on Thursday. Yeah, there were they came in on Friday. There were multiple games that I played while I was there that companies are like, well, we just don't have it right now. You can pre-order on, you know, with this QR oh, yeah. code and it'll we ship to you. And I was like, they didn't have, that's they, really they were sold out already. They didn't have anything left, and they were oh, like, oh, the surrealist one. Yeah, the surrealist yeah, I really dinner wanted party. To buy that too. Yeah. There were there were quite a few games that were like that that I was like that's really unfortunate for you because I if it were here I would buy it but yeah, now yeah. that it's not here I'm not gonna buy it like yeah. I didn't yeah they yeah. were like we can order it you can order it and have it shipped and then I'm just like ah the moment's gone <laughs> <laughs> I can order it anytime though yeah I wanted to buy it today not to be like. I don't mean to, yeah, I don't mean to be like a a Karen about it, but it's just like, yeah, there's something about like, it's not that like, I'm never going to buy your game if it's not here, but it's like, it's, it's going to get me over the finish line for sure. Right. If it's there. Right. Like if I have time to think about it and stuff, it's going to go, it's going to (laughs) go, it's going to move down on my priority list. If I have time to think. I like, I like that way to put it. There was one, there was actually a couple games by the same people, um, what is it, Wise Wizard Games, the same people who make the Hero Realms, Star Realms, um, game. They had two games that I played at their booth that I really liked. I played them at different times and I was like, wow. And, um, one of them we went back and played twice. It was called, ooh, now I'm gonna draw a blank on it. Um, as you do. Yep, I don't remember what the name of it was called, but it was essentially like the Hero Realms and Star Realms games where it's like a little deck builder, um, except there's also a board on it. It can play up to four people at a time. And cool. not only do you have your deck of cards that gives you like energy to power your little robot, but then it's also like the old show BattleBots where your robot's going around the arena with its different weapons and stuff like hitting other robots and uh, trying to do damage to them and so you get points by taking health off of other robots and there's a little bit of like different areas on the board so it's good to have your robot sitting in like the central zone where it can it scores you points at the beginning of your turn if you're there but it's also close to the tech strip like whatever where if you get pushed onto it you take damage and um mm-hmm. it was it was a fun little fun little game played pretty quickly liked it um and i do remember the other game that i played that i wanted to go back and play but we didn't get a chance to uh get an open table to play it a second time but it was called a uh, kapow and they did not have that that was one of them that they didn't have copies in yet but that you could pre-order and it was a little heads up, um, 
superhero game where you were um, like one person was a superhero, one was a supervillain, and it had a mixture of custom dice, but then also had um, I don't know if you've seen them the dice games that you build the die faces onto the die. Oh, okay. um, like as you go, you put like a little like kind of Lego li- little piece like oh, onto the die that's face. Cool. And so you have these different kinds of dice that you're like as your you know superhero or supervillain, you're slowly like powering up and getting more dice or getting these dice that you can customize the faces on, and then you roll them out, and then you have a board in front of you that's like um, if I want to do an attack, I have to have like this. Um, if I put a punch symbol, it does two damage. If I have a blank symbol or, you know, any kind of symbol, it will do one damage. That would be my base. And then they have um, things that you can add to that base damage and multiply to that base damage based on what symbols you get on your dice. You can do mm-hmm. the same thing. with You can do it with attack, defense, and then kind of like a, a leveling up kind of powering up section. And you do all of this, like you roll your dice and you decide where you're going to go all behind a little like board so you're it's hidden from your opponent and then once you guys both decide on your own end what you're going to do you reveal your you know you pull that board off to the side and you reveal what you did so if we were playing against each other i might have focused really much really uh, a lot of my dice into my defense and preventing damage um, and maybe powering up like my different dice, getting more dice, whatever, while you mm-hmm. might have put yours into doing damage and then upgrading your dice or something like that. And so then, you know, you compare how much attack that you had total compared to how much defense I had. If you could take damage, um, based on like what I didn't defend, I would get to level up my dice and things like that. Um, and then you go on to the next round and you just keep going until someone gets knocked out. Um, but it's, it's that kind of like, there's the chance element with the dice, but then there's also the strategy of like, well, I think my opponent is going to do this. So if I do this, that might counter that. Or yeah. there's, there's also special things where if you know how your opponent plays, like, uh, you probably lots of people who've played me in games or played games with me know that I'm I tend to be like a defensive player who likes to build up, build up, build up, and then have a really strong like end game kind of thing. And so if you know you're playing against me, there's abilities that you can utilize that are like for every die face your opponent puts on a die this turn, they take two damage. And so you can kind of play some like counter play in that too, based on your dice. And but it's a gamble too, right? Because if I didn't put any of my dice to to add those, then you just kind of wasted that that power of yeah of doing damage to me for for manipulating that part of the game or whatever. So it's really it was a really interesting little game, and it's one of those like that I said, it's just un- it's unfortunate they didn't have it because I would have bought a copy <laughs> right there. Yeah. Um, but instead, like, I didn't go ahead and buy it. And so, not that I won't buy it in the future, I was just like, eh, I don't know Is that I still need... Yeah, like, I don't know if I want to buy it for something I'm going to get three weeks from now, or four right. weeks from now, or whatever. It's like, maybe when it comes out, then I'll look at it again and see if I'm still, like, in the mood for it. But, yeah, it was just... 
and that wasn't the only you know company that had that issue. No. There were multiple companies that Everyone it was had like, some oh, kind of problem. Yep, we didn't. We thought we were gonna get it. We didn't. It'll ship out next week. The Civilization game that I played, they had very limited copies. Um, oh yeah. And and then they said like, you can order it from us, but it'll ship to you two weeks after Gen Con when everything else, like when the shipments come in. Now. It was just like, ugh. <laughs> Congrats to any, anyone who did that. You're getting your game soon. It's shipping now. Yeah. So really, just yeah, interesting. Awesome. Well, just like real Gen Con, this this podcast will take you multiple days to get through. <laughs> yeah. Uh the best the best two hours and forty six minutes in gaming. <laughs> As opposed to the best four days. Uh but I think uh I think, you know, overall out of ten, two thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, definitely. Two thumbs up out of ten. Sure. Sounds good. Um, my dad decided he wants to go next year because he just loved hearing all our stories, and he was like, "Wow, I feel like I'm missing out." Well, if he comes and he's an integral part of our weekend, he'll be in the next Gen Con episode. Well, I'm sure he would love that. Hi, I dad. would too. We go. I'm sure he'll <laughs> be listening to this one <laughs> to know how exactly how he missed out. Yeah, detail. Lots of detail. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks everybody for joining us, uh, both co-hosts and uh, and listener. So, thank you everyone for listening to this month's or this year's Gen Con's episode of Dice Time. We hope you had a dice time listening to us today, and uh, we'll either see you next month or two months. I don't know now mm-hmm. uh, for for the next episode. Or if you're just our yearly Gen Con episode listener, we'll we'll hit, we'll see you next year. Until then, we're recovering in the Med Bay, and I'm Ben Jetron. I'm Paul Watson, and I'm Trista Walker. And I'm gonna also wish you a good night and a happy Gen Con. Go out and make today even better. <laughs>